No, well, the thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit it all in post, you know. Yeah, you're gonna like. So it's like it doesn't really matter like when we start or when we end. True. We can just kind of like make it like. Like if there's something like we don't want to put in, you can just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's something we like accidentally say, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah, I don't want that in there. Yeah, like, yeah I can you, you can just mangle it. Yeah. It's nice because yeah. it's not live because Joey's exactly Joey's live. Yeah. yeah. Well, it used to be. He changed it. Oh, ever since Spotify thing came in. I think so. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, yeah, it's. He definitely edits now. No, you can't get somebody to edit them, dude. Like, I stopped watching He's on Spotify, he has to watch out what he says. Like, even when he got Alex Jones on, he was more careful. Dude, yeah. And he, he also, was like, he had to go against him, you know? Because the media's watching. Yeah. And, like, he has a million, $100 million contract. I mean, it's a lot at stake. Dude, now they're trying to cancel Joe, like, himself. Fuck that, bro. I've stopped watching him, but. They're trying to cancel Elon Musk, too. <laughs> That's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's kind of funny. The second he comes out and says he's gonna vote Republican, like, someone says, oh yeah, this guy raped me, by the yeah, way. Yeah, there's a smear campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a total smear campaign. People are saying that he's trying to get ahead of it, and then being like, oh, they're gonna attack me now. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it's fucked up. That's yeah. all I can say. Fucking government's fucked up, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's like enough. That's, yeah, that's another topic in the song. Why? Are you like. Republican, Democrat, no, Libertarian, dude. Independent. I'm like, I guess you could call me like, if you put me on a map somewhere, I'd be like right-wing Libertarian. Right-wing Libertarian? Yeah. yeah, okay. Basically, deregulation of a lot of stuff, but also legalizing most drugs, legalizing weaponry. Does that stem from like, your experience in crypto? Or do you think it does? I think it, it might be the other way around. Like crypto, I like crypto because of that. Because you like obviously wouldn't love regulation in crypto, because it would kind of just like, I mean, yeah, halt the, a lot of the progress. The whole notion of crypto is that it defies regulation; you can't really regulate it. What about like Coinbase? That's a centralized. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the actual networks themselves are decentralized. Right? So, like, would more regulation in crypto like hurt Coinbase and like grow like decentralized exchanges? It probably would actually. Yeah. yeah. I actually wrote a paper on that for my business class. And it was well, that's like, a good shit for me. Yeah, we got to choose. That's so actually, like, yeah, okay. it's something I never thought about. Because I feel like if, because, like... Yeah, because the government's like, fuck you, you can't buy wrapped Dogecoin, like, I'm fucking you know, <laughs> Coinbase. You can now go and buy it on Uniswap. Yeah. On the Ethereum. And they wouldn't be able to really do anything. Yeah. Unless, like, well, what, is, what happens if they, like, found where Uniswap is operating from? And then, like, see... They can't do anything. They couldn't? No. Do they even operate from, like, a location? I mean, everything's in the blockchain. It's a set of contracts. Yeah, so it's already there. It's already there, yeah. But, like, you could stop stop it from, like, growing, stop it from, like, continuing, right? No, not really. I mean, you have to shut down the whole Ethereum network. Really? Yeah. That's how embedded all the... Yeah, because it's distributed across, like, thousands of nodes across the world. So, so you have to go into all those nodes if you shut them down. What if you went into where, like, Uniswap is, like, hosting their service? But they're not, they're hosting their website, but they're not hosting the contracts. The, the contracts are distributed across a blockchain. Right? So like the most you could do is just take down the website? You can take down the interface, yeah. Well, that's open source. I can go to GitHub and say, okay, I can pull this, I can local host it. And, and then make I, another I user as well. I mean, there's a reason it's open source. It's in the celebration of um, decentralization. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can just go onto the GitHub, pull the code. You got to download a few packages. I mean. So theoretically, like I can make Uniswap in like a week and have it running. You can I can pull the interface within ten minutes and run it. <laughs> really? Wait, yeah. what's the hard part then? The user, inter- like the user base to get? Oh, they're because the pro they spend years, I mean maybe years, so working on contracts and those are deployed already. Yeah. All you have to do is point at them. They're already there. What do you mean? They're already on the blockchain. The so contracts. They're, yeah, they're already deployed across the blockchain. You can't do anything about them. 
<laughs> the only way to get rid of them is to destroy the whole network. The whole Ethereum. Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so when I'm like, I'm like learning Solidity right now, and it says EVM. Is there a difference between the whole like Ethereum blockchain and the Ethereum virtual machine? So yeah, so EVM is stands for Ethereum virtual machine. It's essentially when you run Java code, if you're familiar with Java, it's basically um. It, it compiles on what's called a virtual machine to a set of operands. It's a whole bunch of fundamental operations. Actually, any language does this. C++ does this, C does it. And each of these operations um, has an effect on the actual hardware, right? So it affects um, the actions which um, the inputs take and the outputs on, um, and the, the way um, the inputs and outputs are formulated in the chips. And it's, it's the same thing, essentially, with um, Ethereum. When you write the code, it compiles to a set of very fundamental operations, like, I'm not, I'm not sure if you've heard Like zeros one. and ones? Yeah, yeah. basically, two operations, uh, no, operations that act on binary, right, so. Yeah, like, like, like and, or, bytecode, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, or, there's many different fundamental operations. You can also read from hardware, but those are not, I don't think those are. It's so is the Ethereum virtual machine it's basically the process what runs, of making that into It's basically code? what runs Solidity, it's basically like it, like the language, makes it, it like translates it kind of? It's the language which executes transactions on Ethereum. Okay. And the network is simply the set of nodes which facilitates that. And it has the whole blockchain on it, right? Basically, right? Because transactions are run, they're verified by, I'm not sure what the numbers are right now, by thousands of different independent nodes. Yeah, okay. But they all run the same language which compiles on the Ethereum virtual machine to a set of operations. Could you explain like, <laughs> when I like talk, think about Matic and think about like you know the gas fees are cheaper on Matic and yeah, like yeah. a lot of people are like programming in Solidity and then launching it on the Matic network. Like, is the Matic network in the Ethereum blockchain, or? No, okay, so it's interesting. So it's technically a layer two chain, which means that there has to be some binding with the Ethereum blockchain like connection. But there's this what's called um oh I forget what it's, it's like I don't know if it's the Matic gateway I forget the exact name for it. But basically the thing that, this is binding which allows you to transfer Matic tokens from Ethereum into Matic on Polygon. So there's that binding there. It's a, it's a, I guess it's a very loose binding because I think it only concerns Matic, but I might be wrong. And is it only Matic into Ethereum and vice versa? No other points? But there, yeah, I think that's the only one they're bound across. Okay. There's ways to get around with other tokens, it's called wormhole, but it, it's not as sophisticated and I guess, decentralize this. I guess this, I, I forget what it's called. There's an A3, I'm not sure if it's gateway, but it's basically a, bri a bridge, that's the one. It's a bridge between Polygon, the Matic network, and um, the Ethereum network. Okay. And it's kind of like, um, it consensizes the network to make sure that there's some binding, right? And are those and nodes that run that network, are those the same nodes that run Ethereum? No, two different nodes. Structure. Okay. I mean, and very then, similar, okay. but one's proof of stake, one's before. So there's a difference. Wait, Maddox proof of stake? Maddox proof of stake. Oh. I believe so. Well, like, so I was going to ask you, like, if Maddox gets big enough and gets as big as Ethereum, it'll still have lower gas prices because of proof of stake? Yeah, it's murky waters because I think the gas prices are only determined by the demand for the network, right? Mm -hmm. So I say, um, okay, I really want to use this. I'm willing to pay five dollars for a transaction, right? Okay. And the reason why Polygon is so cheap is because that demand just isn't there. The and, demand, and yeah. Okay. Then the network can has a throughput of like, I think ten times what Ethereum has or something. It's quite a bit. 
there's quite a bit of a performance improvement in terms of transactions per second. So we don't really know even if Matic had the same like demand for the network, if it would have lower or higher gas prices? I mean, price, the gas price is a function of demand. So if the demand was technically the same, the gas prices would be similar to OB and B. Oh, okay. Even with like, proof of stake and proof of work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Granted, it gives us something more demand because the rate of transactions is higher. Yeah. So I'll say, I'll say like if the demand was like five or ten times as much as Ethereum Polygon would be, as expensive as Ethereum. Oh, wait, so yeah, the proof of stake so does... So it no. makes it cheaper, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because proof of stake implies faster transactions and it can facilitate more demand. Okay. But the beauty of Matic is that the demand is just low. Although last week or two weeks ago, during the whole crypto crash, yeah. There were some, I found myself some transactions I was dumping half a dollar each. Half a dollar? Yeah. And that's I'm a lot adding, for Matic? I'm adding, that's a lot. What is the usual? My fee? average, right now I'm averaging like a cent, I think. A cent? <laughs> yeah. On some transactions, it's probably like a tenth of a cent. It's not a lot. Most transactions are probably like a tenth of a cent. Damn, like, okay. What about like it's an average high. Ethereum transaction? Right now, for you. at base, the minimum is a few dollars. Really? The minimum, yeah. I think it's a few bucks. That is, do you think that's mostly because like NFTs? Or do you think that's mostly just because yeah, it's you, so popular? If you look at the top on gas spenders, um, which basically congests most of the network on Ethereum and even Polygon. It's OpenSea is the number one gas. Zone. Really? I thought OpenSea was on Solana. Is that just wrong? I know it's on. I know it's on Polygon. Okay. It might be on Ethereum too. Yeah, no, I think I'm pretty sure it's on Ethereum. Okay. But um, what will happen is, I don't know who's buying up these NFTs. Some if it's random some, rich idiot probably. But like, there's only so many of them. Yeah. It's yeah, like, come on, I like, guess. what would you expect of? Greater gas expenditure, more demand. A decentralized exchange just facilitates like thousands of different tokens, which are actively used every day. Or, or a picture. Or a hash picture on. Aren't like that anyone can read? I mean, <laughs> isn't it more expensive to like use like I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but like like transfer a picture across the blockchain than it is to transfer Ethereum across the blockchain. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think the prices are pretty darn similar. The cheapest thing you can do is send Ethereum. Yeah. That's probably the cheapest. I think that's like, if you're into the technical numbers, that's like what, 30,000, 40,000 ways, somewhere around that. Okay. Yeah. Say. Um, that's the usual transaction. I mean, depending how much you pay for it, of course. But on a normal day, it's about how much you'll be given. Um, that makes sense though, right? Like Ethereum was like built to mostly just be like transferred as like a store of value or yeah. just like a payment system. I mean, that's from that. I think even on the Ethereum blockchain, that costs a few dollars right now. And that's about the bare minimum. Yeah, that's the minimum transaction you can. What sell. about you? Like, obviously you're familiar with Bitcoin, but like, do you use Bitcoin at all? No, I've never used Bitcoin. Not once. I, I might have bought Bitcoin in Coinbase, but I never actually had a Bitcoin wallet. I've never actually done anything with it. It just, I didn't have the utilitarian I need to yeah. do anything with Bitcoin. Uh, are you like, so you're like- I'm a little skeptical on Bitcoin. Obviously your favorite coin is Ethereum or Polygon, yeah. right? Ethereum should be more value, higher valuated than, um, what is it, uh, than uh, Bitcoin for sure. Did you just forget the name of Bitcoin? Yeah, I forgot the name People of Bitcoin. People are gonna be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but be, yeah, people I'm see Bitcoin as like, like the gold, like it's like, okay, if Bitcoin has value, then that means every other coin is allowed to have value. But why? There's actually- Because it's the first. There's no connection. 
But that's like saying... I mean, a Nokia phone was one of the first, like... I mean, I guess arcade phones, that wasn't the first one. But comparatively to what we have now, it's worth less. So you, you... And there's a limited supply, too. I mean, no one's making them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why it's kind of like gold, where it's like, once you mine all the gold, you have no more gold to mine. Yeah, it's, um... The nice thing about Bitcoin is that, um... I mean, its supply is capped. Yeah. Um... But it doesn't really serve much of a utilitarian purpose apart from the fact that it's the first, right? Yeah. Like gold. Gold's used in dentistry, I think. It's used Computer in so many chips, things. I think. Computer chips. Yeah. I mean, gold is extremely versatile. And the reason why gold prices have gone up is not only because of the limited supply, but just the demand. Yeah. The material demand to use gold. So, like, when you think about the use case of Bitcoin, you think of payments. They're just low. They've been deprecated by basically every, every other blockchain is... Modern blockchain is beat Bitcoin as something. Yeah, everyone. So it's like, I want to make a decentralized application. Bitcoin will not facilitate that. I have oh. Ethereum, I have Polygon, I have any. I have Solana, will, for God's sake. Won't Bitcoin, like, it'll only. It, it, it's only used for payments, right? You can't do anything else with it. it. I think it's essentially limited to sending Bitcoin in. Yeah. I don't think you can actually. There's no native programming language. And I don't think there's any way to program any decentralized applications on Bitcoin. Yeah, I think it, right. it's just not going to work. All you can do is, um, it's very similar to Ethereum in the fact that you can send some valuation of Bitcoin or on the Ethereum blockchain of Ethereum. But at the end of the day, there's not really much more to it. I mean, it's super slow. I'm not sure what the fees are on, like on Bitcoin. It's one thing I don't. I think know. it's like a couple dollars. It's a couple dollars. Yeah. Well, that's a little less than Ethereum, but yeah. that's because Ethereum is packed with. More users. All those um, people buying um, NFTs and yeah. people trading on Uniswap. Like Uniswap takes up a lot of um, demand after OpenSea, I believe. Is it take like does Uniswap have to like uh, like accept a coin for it to be traded on Uniswap? No, no. The beauty of it, is there's a function. I think it's like I forget what it's called, but it's like create pair. Oh, create really? liquidity pool, yeah, and just, just make your own. Pool, yeah. And you were talking about how people like create their own liquidity pool where they own like a hundred percent of it. Basically, yeah. and then mm-hmm. if somebody buys the coin for Ethereum, we'll just scam them and take all their Ethereum and get rid of the Yeah, pool. it's called I think a honeypot scam. Right? Yeah. They basically program a token that's ERC twenty compatible, which is basically the tokens um, supported by um, the token standard supported by Uniswap. And basically, what happens is. Um, they make the token in such a way they can program it within the um, token contract to say that, um, yeah, you can receive the token, but you can't send it off to anyone. Yeah. So what happens is you go through the pool, you say, okay, I'll swap Ethereum or Matic or whatever for that token. That has Fine. real value. The contract says, cool, okay, I'll let you accept this token in place for Ethereum. Yeah. But then they want to swap it back, which you want to swap supports. Yeah. But the contract will fail because you're not allowed to swap it back to anyone. What, what happens in Uniswap's case when somebody tries to swap it back? It just fails and... It they... fails because the ERC-20 contract fails. Okay. Or the token contract fails. So, yeah. like, are they just, like, stuck looking at the screen and waiting? Or... They're basically... No, the transaction fails. And they're, like... Okay. It just fails. You lose gas. I mean, you spend money on gas still. For it to, like, attempt to, like... Yeah, so it's basically like a double fuck you at that point. <laughs> it's like, I lost, um, I paid for gas fees, which on Ethereum, that could be upwards, like, it's an hour's congested, like, 20 bucks even. Yeah, that's fine. <coughs> and you lost whatever you invested to, so... So you, wait, you, okay, so you said, like, you did, you usually look for exchanges that have, like, this stamp, right? The certification? <coughs> yeah, like an auditing stamp, but that has to do with the code, yeah. The code of the app? The code within the contracts has to be audited. There's been too many cases of 
people just losing millions of dollars because their code was just shitty. On the exchange? Yeah, just um, in terms of um, the contract code. What's, what's actually deployed on Ethereum or Polygon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there, do you know an example of Yeah. Of your head? <laughs> um, last year on um, Binance Smart Chain, mm -hmm. um, there was um, a fork of Uniswap V2. And some dude, whoever forked it, accidentally deleted a line, the most important line within the code, <coughs> which makes sure the reserves of a pool are higher. Oh no, that the liquidity of a pool is higher or equal to of what it was before the trade. <laughs> so some dude was basically able to just dump the whole liquidity pool into his account. That's, wow. <coughs> he got away with like over a mil. How do you fork something and then just randomly delete a line though? Yeah, accident development error. Really? That's such an oversight. And I'm not sure if they were audited. That's um, they might have been audited, but someone it was it was a, <coughs> it's just crazy that it went. The thing was running for months and no one realized the bug, and eventually they found the bug. Well, how do you find the <coughs> like so it, like so for that exchange it was open source, right? It's open source. So yeah. somebody just went in the code and was like. I mean, I could go in there because I read open source contracts. I, I would have noticed that the line was missing. It's obvious. You could probably do that like today. Because I've gone to like 20 different Uniswap V2 forks and they're all the same. Yeah. They're, they're all, all just copy They're all basically the same base pull code and like the basic DX stuff. Plus like, they'll say, okay, we're creative, we'll give another feature. So like, they'll change like some of the math. They'll say, instead of the swap being like 0.3%, we'll make it like 0.1%. Okay. And then we'll like redistribute the fees differently. And then they'll add like different pool types, they'll add like gambling and all types of things. Really? And then they'll call it their own, yeah. They'll add gambling to the exchange? Yeah, they'll add gambling sometimes. Prediction markets, eh? So. Huh. Is that and like, it's basically gambling. They give you like crazy leverage? <coughs> basically, I think just betting on like the price of different things. But yeah, um, Damn. I'm not sure if they... Leverage is difficult in crypto. Because there's nothing telling you that you can't just run off of the cash. Yeah, and also on a decentralized exchange, it's like, how are you going to be held accountable for It's like, like you have what you have, right? Yeah. It's like you can't be held accountable for anything. Yeah. So leverage trading is very difficult on blockchain. Yeah. Because, like, let's say in real life you have some trust from a bank, right? Mm -hmm. They'll say, okay, like, we'll give you 10 times of what you have, but you're legally liable for this. And we have control over your account. It's like, if you lose some money, we'll just take it off from you. Yeah, they have your bank. And okay. they have the legal right to do that. I mean, they have control over your money. In crypto, you give someone twice the amount of what they have and take half their reserve. They can just run off and say, screw you, I'm not giving that back. What about for like a centralized exchange? Can they do leverage? Yeah, yeah like Coinbase maybe allows like two, three times. I know Kraken was the one. Because I used to really... I had this um, infatuation of getting into leverage trading and just yeah. kind of gambling my savings away, yeah. you know, getting lucky, <laughs> yeah. doing like times 50 trading, you know, in terms of leverage, you know, but did turning you that $1,000 into a hundred grand overnight, that, did, that can happen. Did your balance need to be able to cover the losses? So what they do is they usually liquidate, right? So like immediately if you like can't cover it? Yeah, exactly. If you can't you. cover it, they'll just, so let's say you trade times a hundred, you have a thousand bucks. Yeah. You're telling trading with a hundred K because times a hundred leverage, right? Yeah, yeah. So what happens is the price drops 1% and you're down to a 99k. Yeah. They say, oh yeah, this guy's got a grand and like, he's already lost the grand of our money. Yeah. We're gonna dump his account. So you're done you. trading. You're basically done, yeah. Your grand basically, the coin goes down 1% or whatever asset you bought into. 
and now you're done, you lost your game. Yeah. Hey, but let's say it goes up, for some reason it goes on a lucky run and doubles. Then you make a fuck ton of money. You make a lot of money. I mean, just do the math. You start with 100k, you have 200k. Now the bank will charge a little bit of interest. But you get to keep most of it, so... You basically just made yourself 100k. So, like, the people who are, like... I'm just guessing there are probably a couple people who are against centralized exchanges because people are so into decentralization. Yeah. Like, there is, like, at least one use case. Oh, I mean, centralized exchange is necessary. Why? Because how else are you going to get Bitcoin? It becomes a pain in the ass to get it any other way. That's a good point. It becomes extremely extreme. Other than, like, cash, like, handing somebody cash and, like, I mean, you would have to meet them in person or just say, oh, okay, I have this crypto account. Like, I know you do. You have, like, a Bitcoin. Send it to me. Yeah. And I'll send you a, I don't know, it's like 20, 30 grand under the table. Right now. Yeah. Huh. But it becomes very difficult then. You have to arrange it. I mean, the centralized exchange is necessary for people to get this entry point into crypto. Yeah. But once they're actually on the network, it kind of becomes... Once you get onto it and you send your funds to a wallet, you're basically good to go. Mm. Unless you want to cash out, because of course, I go to Target, I'm not going to yeah, pay Madden. I can't pay Madden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to send it to, I'm using crypto.com, I have to send to crypto.com. How long until we go into a show. Starbucks and we're like, alright, I'll pay with this in, what, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Madden? I'll pay in UST. <laughs> UST? Yeah, I guess it's at like six cents right now. <laughs> Is it still? It's a coin, yeah. Dude, I, I remember when my roommate was like, it went down to like 30 cents and he's like, oh yeah, it'll You should buy some, yeah. You think so? You like, actually? It's you think it'll I, actually bounce back? I would say put like a percent of your assets into it. Really? But here's the dilemma which starts to develop here. Is people are going to buy it. It can never recover to be a stable coin, probably. Or it'll take a long time. Because people buy it at 5 cents. Let's say it gets up to 30 cents. They're going to dump their funds. Because yeah, they, they made a profit. And then it's going to go back down. So Luna needs to get enough money to peg it all the way back up to the dollar. You would have dollar. to peg it to the dollar. And you would have to pull, uh, I don't know how much cash, you have to pull out billions of dollars. In cash, just to back it up. Or it wouldn't have to be 100%, but a decent amount. I remember like a couple of years ago when I was seeing all these stable coins, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fucking awesome. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, is it it's possible safe, yeah. that one of these could ever crash? Yeah, it's not perfectly safe. Yeah. I'm saying USDC, USDT, they're backed by actual reserves. USDC is backed by Coinbase, right? Oh, I don't know. I There's a company like, called Circle. Okay. I actually had an interview for them. Damn, that's sick. They're for coding for them? Yeah, no, they told me, because when I was looking for jobs, they're like, hey dude, I had a talk with the recruiter, he was pretty cool, I'm like, I'm pretty into the crypto stuff. This was fairly recently. Yeah. And then um, the dude's like, oh, I'm super hyped, like, let's do a technical interview. I'll send you, but you first you have to do this coding challenge. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, dude, I'll send it to you. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, it's like, just send it to me today, the day goes by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, the guy went to bed, it was like late, it's like, it's show, like I got another business day the next day. Yeah. Still no coding challenge. I'm like, dude, I really want to work for a company. It's like, <laughs> you guys pay well, yeah. crypto, I'm pretty hyped about what it. What is the Circle? Like, what do they do? Circle, I think they, I'm pretty sure that the guys got the USDC. Damn, okay. That's... But they do a lot of blockchain stuff, which ironically, I think they're working for stuff to back the, or to get the government more involved in blockchain. So I'm not sure exactly. So they're doing God's work. How <laughs> I feel about that. Yeah, really? It's like, it can, be, it can be a good or bad thing. It could go many ways. What's, I mean, a, what's a bad <laughs> way? Let's say banks start investing in crypto. Right. Like, you know, a bad government. way would be the U.S. government says, okay, we're going to migrate the U.S. dollar to blockchain. 
And we're gonna Ooh. give us automatic inflation privileges, right? I think it's so yeah, we can inflate as much as we want. Yeah, but it's basically is, a shit coin at that point. Yeah, who's this yeah, who's this? <laughs> the US gonna, dollar is the biggest shit coin. Yeah, who's gonna use it? Like it's like I mean you can just print as much of it as you want and there's a few people that control it at the end of the day. I mean it's it's a, if this project was on paper, people would just say, Yeah, I'm not investing in this, this is a bad idea. I mean, yeah. there's a reason why its value just almost never goes up, right? <laughs> what, the, the USDs? The US dollar, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's like, I'm not an economist, so I don't, like, really understand it, but, like, there's, like, a... Inflation's apparently healthy to have, like, a little bit of inflation. I mean, it's it's inevitable to some degree. Right? Because you keep the monetary supply down. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. Inflation in itself isn't a good or bad thing, as long as salaries, as long as everything is adjusted. Yeah. Because I mean, Which it's not if a dollar America. becomes two dollars and 150k salary becomes 200k, it's like effectively everything the same. The car that was 30 grand becomes 60 grand. I mean, nothing has really changed. It's just the numbers are different. Well, Grant, I don't want to go to a store and purchase Cheetos for six dollars, three million dollars. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird. I know in some countries it's like that. I think in Japan they pay. It's a big number. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yen. Yeah. It's like the yen is worth I don't know, not much, but. Yeah, no, I remember I went to Japan and it was like 150 yen is like $1.50. Okay, yeah. It's like pretty much a 1 to 10 ratio. So you end up spending like a grand on any purchase. Yeah, but that's not like, it was like functional. Like the society there was like, they were functioning all right. I don't right think it matters. It. Like psychologically, it might a little bit. Well, but again, it's all relative, right? It's like, exactly. if your salary is like, what is like 20 million yen, it, it adjusts. If right? you get a living wage in whatever inflation or whatever is happening, like. It all adjusts, yeah. It's a living wage. But like I, I know this one thing. I think it's Zanzibar in Africa where they have like. A Isn't that like an ancient civilization? That's that might be wrong. Zanzibar is an ancient civilization. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it's not worth fact checking. Zimbabwe. 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 It's the one with like the twenty trillion dollar like bill. Mm. Like I've seen bills that are like, like from countries suffering from hyperinflation. It's like they make kites out of them. It's like yeah. twenty. Tr- yeah, twenty yeah. trillion. And that happened in like. Germany, I think, during like one of the world wars, where it's like it was like essentially valueless. Like, yeah, I mean, one of the causes of World War Two was just inflation in Germany. Yeah, I mean, the German economy got screwed over because of inflation. Oh, uh, is it gonna pay off debt? Oh, we're just gonna print more money. <laughs> turn into a world. This could turn into like a history, history podcast. I mean, I want to see that, <laughs> dude. They got fucked over like after World War One, where they lost a shit ton of their money. The shit. Treaty of Versailles, basically. Yeah, they fucked them over. It was not a good deal for them. Yeah. <coughs> I love how in World War, like both the World Wars, like America kind of like comes in at the very end and just like when they realize the... that like they have a chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They just take the winning side and just like <coughs> fuck up for everyone else. They basically realize that like they have a shot. Yeah. 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 Damn, what were we talking about? No, we're talking about. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of remember. So it's like, <laughs> if the U.S. government like actually made the USD like a coin, mm-hmm. wouldn't like every like grocery store, every apartment building, every car salesman, they would need to accept it, right, for it to have real value? I mean, it would evaluate it. I mean, it has value as long as it's backed by something. But then but it's tricky have, when it needs to be valued by like food I can eat. Like, yeah, if they you know? start migrating, there has to be initially some dollar, maybe gold backing, something. Yeah, something tangible. But eventually you get to the point where it just replaces the fiat currency. It could hypothetically, I don't think it will anytime soon, but it might. Well, we like we've already experienced like 
I don't carry that much cash, you know? Yeah, like, I, I mean... Like, I use Venmo, I use, I use a checking account with just, like, a number saying how much money I like, have. Like, I have, like, a buck here. Uh, I probably bucks, have, like, five bucks in my wallet. Yeah. I just use my debit card, you know? Yeah, like, it's not enough to even pay cover to a bar. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, like, one of our... It's like, going to, like, Target, it's like, oh, shoot, I'm going to the bar tonight, I have to cash out. <laughs> yeah, dude, bars are going to assume being, like, all right, pay your cover in Venmo. But you don't know, you know why they do that, it's... Tax purposes, legal purposes. Oh, uh, a little under the table. I'm not actually. sure if they're washing money, maybe, but um, hey, it don't, don't go accusing any bars out here. Like, be careful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're funds for anything. I think they're you generally pull a lot of cash from kids going there. Dude, and tips and everything. Tips and, too, yeah. But every, well, you can buy drinks with card, but you can't be covered. Because they get taxed. Come on, right? they need a little bit of a paper trail. Here's the thing. Like, the government's going to crack down on them if they're like, That's yeah, the thing. Like, we didn't so make they, much. they have to report their drinks because they can audit them, right? Yeah. They can eventually call up the company. They, they can't really audit them. a line for, like, But the line, it's like, they're going to say what? It's like, okay, we saw a thousand people walk in. It's well, like, they okay, need to count it, right? There's they can like, count it, but, like, who's going to do that? I, I remember going to a bar once and there was somebody with a clicker. So, but, but they're probably looking for capacity, right? Do you think it's that? They, they need, they need oh, to make yeah. sure they're not over yeah, yeah, that's probably That's it. like a serious They're definitely not telling the fucking government. Like, <coughs> yeah, they're definitely, yeah, it's for themselves. I mean, you might have an agent, like, on the other side. If he really suspects something, and he thinks there's a reason for an audit, he might go out and... I mean, but even here, like, it's the scale of money is just... Dude, is it worth it? It's, it's not really... Dude, no, 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 I was, like... The bars are also like super cooperative with like the police and like the. They are. They definitely have deals. On they like they like talk like to each other and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna come raid your bar like. For sure, yeah, and that's the night they conveniently you know decide to card. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. So it's like it's not worth like them being like at arms with each other. It's like kind of a symbiotic. No, of course, relationship. yeah. It is a symbiotic relationship. So like. You know, five, ten years maybe, like, you think I'm going to a bar and paying in, like, a U.S. dollar coin? No, it's unlikely. As much as I like crypto, it's going to take a while. Longer than our lives? No, I think we'll see what's in our lifespans on this. Our lifespan? We, we die prematurely, which I'm hoping nothing bad Yeah, happens. knock on wood. There's knock no on wood here. There's no wood in here. Fuck. This might be plastic. Right? <laughs> it's like a semi, maybe, nah, no wood on the chair either. But, um, no, I'm not sure... <laughs> Here's the thing, if you look at the adoption cycle, crypto became prominent was during the bull run of... 2017, right? No, it was it was more of a investment item back then. Are you talking now about the like recent more, one? It's more utilitarian now. What was the bull run in, I think, 2020, was it? Yeah, the recent 2020, one. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Where people are like, oh shit, like, we can do a lot of stuff, like supply chain tracking. Yeah, V-chain. <coughs> V-chain, exactly. Yeah. Companies started adopting it, or at least some did. Um, <coughs> but there's, for the common person, there's not much utility yet. And there's a huge gap. Well, the common it. utility for people right now, I feel like, like 99 Yeah, it's like yeah. making money. It's like everyone wants to like get but it. But it's funny. The people who actually make the money is the people who are using it as utility. Yeah. It's well, kind well, of That's crazy. how it should be. Like, I, I'm glad that's like, there's obviously <laughs> going to be like a person here and there that like makes a million dollars of Dogecoin or whatever. But like most of the people like who are like actually using it as a utility are like the ones making the most money. Which I mean, I'm not sure they're making most of the money actually. Who do you think is making most of the money? NFTRs? Investors. I think big whales, investors. 
That makes sense. I mean, Coinbase, um, Binance, they have huge billion dollar investments in crypto. <coughs> Coinbase? And I don't think they use it as a utility as much as they are. So are they... Okay, I think Binance back because they actually have their chain. Yeah. What does their chain do? It's basically an Ethereum virtual machine compatible chain that's supposed to be very fast. And it is pretty fast. Wait, came, so it's like Matic? Kinda, it came out before Matic, I believe. Okay. So it's like the first like Matic-like thing to exist. Huh. That the like only thing bridges. It's, it's totally me. isolated from Ethereum. There's no bridge. Oh. It's its own thing. And then how does it connect to Ethereum? There's no connection. Well, so I don't think there's any connection. So it's not like Matic? It's its own chain. Oh, so Matic you, at least shares a source of truth somewhat. It's the same. Can you code on the Binance chain? Oh yeah, same. It's EVM compatible, so Solidity works. Oh, yeah. but it just doesn't communicate with the Ethereum blockchain. It does not. There, I don't think there's any bridge or any huh. communication means. I don't care what people like. People bought the fuck out of that coin when it came out. Actually, no, I remember when it came out. Literally, I was the first one I got into crypto. Like, I don't know. I think it was actually like five years ago. And oh I was like, shit! That's I remember a while when back. Binance made a coin, um, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and it was like, yeah, eight, it was yeah, literally yeah, like eight dollars. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck would I buy this? So like, yeah, it's that must be for losers. Eh? Yeah, like, <laughs> I get a Ethereum kind so of. I think it was like a three hundred bucks when I looked. I remember during the bull run, it hit like five hundred. I'm like, I could have been a fucking millionaire. I think it was more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a three hundred two right now. As you're speaking. I don't even get the utility. Like, are people really gonna jump ship from Ethereum and go to Binance? Like, so here's the thing, which makes Binance super attractive. Let me let me pull out my facts because I do trading on Binance. Yeah. I mean, I'm, B- I'm BSC Binance. It's called the Binance Smart Chain. Yeah. There's two things. So first, correct me if I'm wrong. I think Binance came out with their BNB chain, which is just for the Binance coin. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like a not not Ethereum minded, but more so of like a Bitcoin just payment system type thing. Yeah, just to make money. And I then guess. they started adopting or scaling to the EVM, and they made a separate chain, the BSC chain, the Binance Smart Chain. Uh, and. <coughs> Wait. I think they recently merged the chains actually, so they're now one chain. How does that work with people who held one of the coins? How does it work for people who <coughs> There's only one coin, BNB. I'm not sure what it stands for, BNB. Yeah, BNB. Something, Binance something. So you couldn't have bought Binance Smart Chain, that's just like a chain that they made that was like powered by BNB? Yeah, basically BNB was like the Ethereum or the Binance chain. It was basically okay. the medium of transfer, I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's effectively the native currency to the chain. Do people like have coins on the Binance Smart Chain or like decentralized exchanges or DAOs? Do they have anything? Do they have coins? Yeah. What do you mean? Do you they know have like coins? how like Uniswap runs on Ethereum? Is there any yeah. X coin that runs on Binance Smart Chain? Oh yeah, it's um, they're all super compatible. So you have stuff like wrapped Ethereum, wrapped um, BNB. Basically, tokenated versions of many popular cryptos. Wrap Dogecoin. Um, and they're on the Binance Smart Chain? They're on the Binance Chain. But, yeah. like, what utility does it add to this have all these copied It's coins? pegged to the tokens. Right? So, just like yeah. USDC is pegged to the US dollar. There's a reserve of, like, Ethereum to <coughs> account for every, um, or at least most of the um, Binance pegged Ethereum tokens. So it's like an investing smart chain, like basically, Binance the smart chain is um, primarily used for um, decentralized um, 
exchanges. So the big exchange on Binance, which takes up most of the volume, is PancakeSwap. And there's days when you'll go through a few billion dollars of volume on there on good days. Bro. Currently, it's sitting at about half a billion. Wait, so Pancake Swap's on the Binance Smart Chain? Yeah, it's the, it's basically Uniswap V2 fork with the, with some addition. What is Sushi Swap on? It's on a lot of things actually. It's on Polygon. It's on um, Ethereum. It's on BSC. It's sitting on a lot of chains. I think there's several other side chains that sit. Wait, it, it runs on like multiple chains? <laughs> yeah, because it, it uses the same. On Solidity code, so it's cross deployable. Alright, when I start talking about aliens in like 15 yeah, minutes, that, that, well, that, that, okay, I'm gonna smoke this. So, like, <laughs> talk about crypto, like, I'm on like a very low level compared no, to you, so exactly. it's like when I try, like, it, yeah, it, it takes like all of my brain power to be like, okay. Yeah, try like, asking like some more like low level questions, like, how does this work, maybe, or. Yeah, okay. Stuff like. For the people that started listening to this and then don't know anything because about crypto. Because if people listen to this, will probably know shit about this. Yeah, no, so like. So I like guess, maybe like start talking more from like a holistic perspective. Like, what's a contract? Dude, literally when I first got into crypto, it was like to buy drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like Bitcoin. Yeah. I was like, oh, like yeah. I can buy drugs now on the internet. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. So, like. I guess, like, for somebody who doesn't understand Ethereum at all, why is it so much more valuable than other coins? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> um, I mean the reason from my perspective as a software engineer is of course that I can make it do something. Okay. It's like I want to like write what? an application which does something, it, I can do it, on, I mean there's constraints, but like I if I was somebody who didn't know anything about it, like uh, Ethereum or coding, I'd be like, I already have Google on my phone, or I already have a different application on my computer, like why is it... <laughs> Why do I need that on like on Ethereum, the blockchain? Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. It's um, if you're okay with Facebook, they're able to censor you. I mean, I'm guilty. I use Facebook. I'm guilty of it. Really? It's, yeah, I, mean, I have a Facebook account. Yeah, I feel like most people our age don't have a Facebook account. I mean, like I rarely use it. I update my profile pic like once every year. It's for like business or like it's what's going on? Just for the elements. Like, really? It's like I'm sitting in my room. It's like, what should I do now? Facebook? Let me just update my profile. No, I do use Facebook a decent amount to look at memes and all really? types of fun stuff on there. Bro. There's some good groups, I'm telling you. There's actually some good groups. Dude, content. you're literally like describing like what Reddit is to me. Okay, that makes like I'm on Reddit like once a week maybe. Really? I'm fucking addicted to Reddit. <laughs> it, it's bad. Like uh, it's really What are you like your favorite subreddits? Dude, I've had it for like, I don't know, like five plus years now where it's like I've joined so many, my my algorithm is so good. At they just actually like, tweaked it for you. Yeah, I'll just like keep like, it's like TikTok. Like that's why I'm afraid to get TikTok. Because they're going to figure out what you like. Yeah. Yes, and I'll never get <laughs> off it. I'll yeah, never get off it. It's just going to be woman in your feet, man. <laughs> that's, dude, yeah, that's like the opposite of what I, I want, I do not have man. TikTok. Yeah. Because I, I just, I, I just I know don't understand, it's not that I'm scared, I just don't understand it. What do you mean? It's like Vine. It's like, you ever do Vine? No, I never understood that. It's like just people dancing, it's shaking like their jaw. Comedy, dancing. It's, it's like it's like it's, it's like, like menage of a whole bunch of stuff. There's like crypto advice over here. There's like fucking dancing <laughs> over there. There's crypto advice on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, there definitely is, man. I don't know if I trust that stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, no. But like no, but like stuff I've seen. It's like people dancing. Yeah, because your algorithm is like, tweaked. But no, like you don't have the algorithm. It's that like they you do, do something with their arms, and then there's like text which pops up, and it's like, I don't know, like my boyfriend, 
It's like me, and then they do like some weird pose, and then there's like some funny music playing in the background. And then it just ends. And it's like, what the hell does this mean? It just ends. I'm gonna blow your mind. Is there like something, is there a message being conveyed? No. No, that's like somebody, like somebody has watched that and like really enjoyed it. But it's like you waved your arms and holy shit, you have a million views. Oh yeah. Oh, also you have to be <laughs> hot. Like that's the number one thing. Yeah, at least for girls. If you're for not sure. attractive, for guys like, it helps too. Yeah. yeah, like if you're not attractive, you're not gonna get anywhere on. No, TikTok. that's very true. Unless it's crypto advice. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess the least advice, att- less attractive you are with crypto advice, the more you'll be getting serious. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing like that where this fallacy that the less attractive you are, the smarter people perceive you to be. Is because that a thing? I don't know, because there's an association with nerds being ugly, right? so... Yeah. People look at some dude who's kind of ugly, they're like, okay, he must be nerdy. Probably, right? he must know things if he... he and it's like, he's nerdy, so he must be smart. Yeah, he needs to compensate, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, I think there's this human psychological mechanism. Yeah. So. Do you yeah. trust, like, this stunning, beautiful woman to... I don't know, I'll trust her. Stop. <laughs> Invest your money. <laughs> this is how, like... No, dude, I'm I mean, it's a psychological bias, right? Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. They, I'm not sure if there's a correlation, but... Dude, I've, it's funny because I've read almost the opposite of what you just said, where it's like the more attractive you are, the smarter the, you are, the more success you'll get, the yeah. more the more you'll get paid for but a is job. But it's because you're smarter, or is it because you're attractive? It's definitely because you're more attractive. It's because you're we're more fucking attractive. monkeys at the end of the day. Exactly. Like we're not that smart, you know? We're doing some crazy shit, like blockchain. Like what the fuck is <laughs> happening? But like at the end of the day, like you know, we're monkeys pretty much. I mean, yeah, a lot of psychology. As much as I like to think that we've gotten over a lot of our instincts. There's like common psychology, right? Dude, there's some crazy fucking. This is getting into the deep end, but like, do you know? Have you heard the stone ape theory? Yeah. So basically, apes took shrooms. Yeah. And the shrooms made them more advanced. They like that yeah. grew our like neocortex in our brain. That basically like, the reason for our, the rapid brain development we saw what was it, like a few hundred thousand years ago was just tripping. Right? Yeah. This yeah. monkey's like eating like <coughs> Cubanesis mushrooms. But how does that work? So they eat the mushroom. They trip, and something happens, right? This, yeah. The chemical reaction occurs. All right, this is the very small part of the portion the of the podcast that I know more than you okay, about the yours. subject. The floor is yours. Yeah. So it's like mushrooms. It's like imagine your brain. We all have routine, right? So like we all have like very like certain patterns. We're very habitual, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah we're very habitual. So I get like, up. I use the bathroom. Yeah. So I imagine like face, a monkey is exactly. like just like if all right. I don't do that, I don't feel right. Exactly. exactly. So like imagine a monkey's like, alright, this is what I do. Like it has like a certain pattern. Mushrooms is pretty much like taking imagine all those patterns I'm doing a horrible job of explaining this, but imagine all those patterns are like snow in a snow globe. And it's a ski going through the snow. That's like neurons firing, making a pattern. Yeah? Does that kinda of make sense? Where it's like yeah. each thing you do is like engraved in the snow and it becomes more it easy to do. Are arranged in a certain way. Exactly. And, it, and the more they fire, the more they strengthen. So exactly. the more the ski goes down the snow, the more the trail goes down. So they're really good at doing those patterns, right? They're so... Because the it's like, structure in your brain is like really well... Yeah, like it's like optimized to exactly. do certain things that you like to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's why people get addicted a lot. Because it's like it rewires your brain exactly. in a way. Because like, the brain is malleable there. Ex- oh, totally. I mean the neural structure is super malleable there. Okay, so imagine taking mushrooms or like acid or I haven't really read that much about DMT, but like I would say mushrooms and acids, like it's like shaking the snow globe where all the snow will like fly up and like it'll kind of like reset your brain. Yeah, it'll change your structure of your brain. Yeah. Oh, it'll... It's from a neural perspective. Yeah. It'll change it. There's like a lot of... That's the best way to describe it as (laughs) like 
just with like anecdotal evidence like I don't want to like but like it, you feel pretty reset after a trip you know makes sense okay. yeah so it's like I'm not saying this theory is right but it's like oh, okay the monkeys like start just like eating mushrooms enough they're like they're different after you okay. yeah they, it's kind of so like I don't know like you know when you trip if you yeah. have tripped it's like you start thinking about shit that you wouldn't normally think about, to put it like you very get, like, broadly. Creative, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like the theory is just like monkeys did that enough. Where it's you know, like, like a typical like hippie type of stereotype, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that. But it's like that theory doesn't really make that much sense because it's like wouldn't all How the monkeys pass? around the world yeah. have to start eating cubanesis and like? Like why aren't they still doing it? Yeah. Also like, that. Why are monkeys still there? Yeah. <laughs> so because like one group was confined to a lot of those mushrooms and. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense, right? Too. It doesn't make sense. I've heard a lot of interesting evolutionary theories. I'll, kind of, I'll, I'll jump even more off the deep end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like, there's one theory that I read about. It's like, dude, sometimes I'll do like deep dives on like random shit like this because it's like, <coughs> why not? It's like fucking like wild it's to think about. Stuff, yeah. Just trying to figure out what you came It's pretty much just like reading something on Reddit and being like, what the fuck? That's not true. And then like keep going. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, there's one theory where it's like, Aliens during like ancient civilization came down and then genetically modified humans to be slaves for aliens. Yeah, and then they like, I heard like the version where they implanted some seed or something to like make us what we are. Dude, yeah, it's pretty much that. Like, where, yeah. Where'd you hear that? I think like History Channel, like 10 really? years Really? History back Channel? Like yeah. <laughs> of course. Dude, I'm History Channel. There's, yeah, evolution puzzles me. It really does, yeah. It's a very interesting topic because... But we could take, like, a different approach where it's like, we're not that special compared to other animals that have, have like, evolved. But we are, we're so evolved compared to... Yeah, but they could do things we could never do, like, in a very like niche, flies, specialized, yeah. like... But in terms of, like, cognitive ability, they, they yeah. don't even come close. That's why the mushroom theory resonates well, with me. So going back to the mushroom thing, right? So yeah. I'm curious, so you eat the mushrooms, right? Yeah. So you go crazy, you go bonkers, next thing you wake up, your brain's a little rewired, right? Yeah. And, like, you do the shrooms again the next night, so go like, oh, shit, this is nice, like... Yeah. Your brain yeah. keeps changing every time you do it. And then eventually you become John Lennon or someone like that. <laughs> Except like a monkey version. That's of why it. it's like the okay. So like, it's such a cool theory, but like, is that like, I think what you said makes the most sense. Where it's like, why don't we see them do it now? Like there no, are like, monkeys that were like us before. Even more is how do is it epigenetic to the fact that the genes gets diff, altered somehow to some epigenetic properties? Because oh, that's a good question. You trip, right? Your brain gets screwed up or it changes. Yeah. It doesn't get screwed. Maybe it's for the good, right? A lot of people uh, trip kids. safely, and a lot of people have bad trips. It's yeah, some of them probably yeah. like drown in the lake while tripping. Yeah, like they take too much, and yeah, it, it it affects everyone differently. They see a snake, they think they're gonna talk to it, and the snake bites them and eats them. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, like, it's like, how does it get passed on? So let's okay, see if yeah. it gets changed. That's like, that... a, 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 <laughs> let me try and answer that because I think I know something that's a little interesting that not many people know. Where it's like. Some of your genes will like make themselves expressed in your. They'll, they'll make themselves expressed will they have more of an effect on your daily life. I guess that's how I could describe it at the low level, understand it. So that only happens if the, your environment changes. So say like. There's like some adaptation. Yeah, that. say like um, I move to a different state. Yeah. Or say I lose my father or lose my mother. If I have a certain gene. That gene could be expressed more than other genes with how that environment shift affected me. Mm -hmm. So, 
taking mushrooms is very intense and like it'll be like wow. Well, it like, doesn't change your genes. Like that's the question. Strictly like, speaking, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the letters of your genes. DNA, but it might change who you want to reproduce with. Yes. So it doesn't make you like more attracted to like smart women or something like that. And maybe that's why IQs went up over time. There's a lot of changes that happen. Like people say like you'll never be the same after mushrooms in a bad way, or yeah. you'll never be the same after acid in a bad way. It's more like you'll never be the same, but it's like it depends how you take it. It's like when you like trip, you will see the world differently for that point in time. If that like affects you in a bad way, it affects you in a bad way. If it affects you in a good way, it affects you in a good way. But the point is it affects you. Think you think it gave like undesirable I mean as poorly as it sounds, undesirable specimens like bad trips to the point where they were like selected out. And, like, yeah, but like not even the smarter or more likely to like have good trips. You could also take the point where it gave an undesirable person or specimen like a bad trip and they became way more successful if they didn't do it otherwise. Yeah, okay. Like, you could say Genghis Khan tripped on mushrooms and he would have never conquered all fucking Asia if he did. <coughs> you know? I mean, yeah, he could always hypothesize. <laughs> I mean, he was in a lot of places too. Well, guess maybe it's that they tripped and they became smarter and they started thinking out of the box, right? So they were able yeah. to resource tools and all types of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Dude, that's like, <coughs> yeah. It's but then like, that didn't select for smarter traits. It's not it? like it necessarily selects for anything other than <coughs> the way you interact with your environment from that point on is going to be different. Uh, or maybe give them the ability to pass some threshold. Once they're able to pass that threshold, they're able to build a society. That could be it too. Maybe like get a bigger brain. Is that it? Maybe they were like able to break out of like the primal state. Yeah. And there's some threshold where they were able to, I don't know, synthesize fire, maybe yeah. build like shelter. Dude, the farther you go down the evolution chain, I feel like the more primal it gets. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, which, what do you mean down? Like, the further so like, it's like back. I guess this is insulting to, like, old animals. Monkeys. But, like, okay, so imagine, remember, like, millions of years ago, it was just, like, fish in the sea? Yeah. And there was nothing on land? It's like, I kind of mean, like, those animals were way more primal than we are. Yeah, in terms of their intelligence, they're probably <coughs> not as nice as monkeys. Yeah, they probably didn't have like ideas of like they're making tools. Right? Yeah. So it's like like a monkey might like it'll take a stick and it'll yeah it'll do something it'll try it. So it's like life. There's a theory where it's like <coughs> the reason we're conscious is because evolution didn't see a reason for consciousness not to exist. Exactly. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of that. Yeah, so it's like, it's an accident. <coughs> the reason, there's an interesting theory which is very similar, which states that um, in order for reality to exist, it has to be perceived by some entity, right? Oh, so that's cool. reality has to abide by certain parameters, because those are the only parameters which would allow for it to be observed. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. So that would explain why, okay, fine-tuning, it's like, well, duh, this is the only, like, range which would allow for us to exist. That yeah, there's probably some, like, crazy shit that we... Like, you know, the like the visible light spectrum is just, like, a part of the wavelength spectrum? Yeah, it's like, well, 400 to energy enemy, somewhere on there. Yeah, so imagine if we could just see all the fucking waves. We would be, like, overloaded, and, like, we wouldn't be able to see yeah, anything. Yeah, essentially overloaded. Yeah, so it's like... Our brain is kind of like... It's kind of like putting a veil over what reality is, so we can live in it. Yeah, basically decided to filter for certain things. 
Like survival more to maximize it's survival. Like colors, colors make sense because <coughs> there's stark distinction in that range between different items, right? Yeah. And it, um, I think it's the most utilitarian spectrum to look at. It's like um, radio waves are not going to give you much. X-rays, you're not going to really see much of them. Yeah. It's a like, that if you see if you're trained to look for X-rays and you see light, you're basically fucked. It's like it's like you're probably just gonna die. <laughs> but yeah, the, the spectrum is very. I guess it could benefit like aliens. Like if like aliens need to see like radio waves, then it'd be like oh, okay. Oh yeah, because they want to detect other civilizations. Oh yeah, or even if it's just like that's like the best way for them to survive. You know. I mean yeah, I mean I would try to think of a use case for that, but the light spectrum. I mean. First of all, we have sun, and that emits within that range. Yeah, but so it also emits other. It also that. emits other wavelengths that we don't see. Yeah, ultraviolet. Yeah. yeah. But at least we got a decent amount of it. Yeah, and we get not, we get as much as we need <laughs> as long as we can survive. Pretty we much. We get, I think, a decent maybe half. Where we get the lower range of the spectrum from the sun, which is enough. Yeah, it's enough. It's, it's it's enough. Like some people can see into UV a little bit. There's actually some people who can do it. But like very near, um, lower frequency type. Oh, dude! I read this thing where it's like if somebody's blindfolded and somebody moves their hand across the blindfold, uh, they could see it. That's kind of like that, I guess. Is that UV? I don't know if that's. I don't UV. know if it's UV. It's because they can perceive shadows, maybe. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Or they're just like, oh, okay, like. It's not or they could like feel people. it, or like you know, like. That's like bordering on like you. Well, you can feel the air movements. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Like and of course. A headband isn't perfectly opaque. It's like there's gonna be yeah. some light which goes through. So. Yeah, yeah. Our, our eyes are extremely, extremely sensitive to changes, and you'll be able to perceive very small differences. I think we get the most of our information. I should know this, but I think we get the most of information through our, most of our cognitive function of the senses is focused on our eyes. As in the visual stimulation and how to process that it. That makes sense because yeah. that's what we mostly rely on. Yeah, because like imagine trying to walk out of your room and just not seeing it. Not seeing it. Yeah. I mean, there's people who do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is. That's the worst sense to lose. Yeah, it definitely is. Because without hearing, you walk out and it's like, I at least know where the you cars can, are. Yeah, you I can, know where the cars are. Right? Yeah, you can open your door. Like, you can Although walk. not being able to feel anything will be pretty screwed up. That would be bad. Like, I'm not sure if that's <laughs> possible. It's like you won't You ever seen Rick and Morty? It's like a video game. No, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Oh, it's yeah. pretty good. But there's a, there's a little, like, part in an episode where this person can't feel anything and they just fucking, like, burn. <laughs> they don't feel, like, the fire on their body. You'll be seeing VR at that point. Yeah, like... Because you don't perceive anything. It's like, it's how are you going to see it, but you just don't perceive it. Yeah. Man, that was... That would be interesting. I've heard stories of people who have like lapses and not being able to feel like they lose senses in their bodies, but I'm not sure if anyone's permanently on something like that. Sounds like a nerve problem. That would, yeah. It sounds like a huge miscommunication between like your brain and It's your like spine. your brain just doesn't talk to your body. But if you're able to move things, you're just not able to feel. There is a difference. It's like you're able to send commands to your periphery. Like, Moving your body back. is sending signals from your brain to your body. To your body Feeling pain yeah, is the opposite, yeah. yeah. I read like this study. From, yeah. You could, like, if you consciously <laughs> want to, like, like, block pain out, you could block a certain amount of pain out. Like, somebody getting poked and not being able to block the pain out or not blocking the pain out would feel more pain than somebody consciously not wanting to feel that pain or they're prepared for it. Mm-hmm. 
It's so, like just knowing, like it's when I go to, I have an insane fear of needles. In eagles? Needles. Needles, okay. Like, it's, it's really bad, like. Oh, wait, fear? I thought you said theory. I was like, oh, no, tell fear. me. I fear. I fear needles, like. Yeah, I remember I watched myself got get shot once with a needle. And oh, I, I thought like, you were saying with a gun. No, 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 no. <laughs> like with a needle. And I was oh. like, I don't ever really want to see that again. Like, it didn't really bother me, but it was like, oh, like. I don't like it. The way just it just doesn't, like, something's not right about getting, like, petri about a tiny thing like yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like. It's like. One it seems thing parasitic. Like, getting caught with a knife is one thing, it's like a bigger object. It's maybe. It's still bad. Yeah. But, like, the needle, it just. Wait, so when you got the COVID vaccine, was it like. Oh, I did not get the COVID vaccine. You still haven't gotten it? I have it? not gotten the COVID oh vaccine. Oh my yeah. god. Because of the needle fear? It's actually just more for personal reasons. Really? Yeah. The needle compromise? Or, like, you should. No, get it. it's some. Um, you don't need to answer. It, Sorry. No, I it just seems about. a little rushed. Oh, rush? And I'm just a little skeptical that things were kind of moved quickly through trials. Oh, yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's vaccine has They did the vaccine. emergency shift for the FDA where it's like they just <laughs> give an emergency clearance to kind of like... Exactly, it's just it's very rushed and I know there's a lot of money involved. They're going to get me canceled. And no, I don't trust <laughs> companies when there's a lot of money Like Pfizer? Table. Yeah. And it's like, I know there have been a lot of mistrials and a lot of money was involved. And I'm concerned this could be a solution. Granted, it's pretty widely applied so it's unlikely. I don't think they want to kill themselves. I think most of those guys got vaccinated. Oh yeah. So I think there's good verification that it's safe. I think for most people, it'll probably turn out all right. But the other thing is, <laughs> at my age, why get vaccinated? It's like, I looked at the rates of, the chances of something happening to me due to the vaccine are about the same as something happening to me due to COVID. Yeah, so most people get the argument where it's like you could transmit it less, but once Omicron came out, you it really can't transmit yeah, it less. Yeah, there's no difference actually. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> so from a selfish perspective, there's no reason. Yeah. There's absolutely zero reasons. Yeah. Now. Also, from like a I don't want to die perspective. Yeah. But like at our age, at our age, no, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Zero, exactly. At our age, it's like yeah, there yeah. is no reason. And I mean, I know a few people. Who are not vaccinated. Oh, I don't, I don't have a booster. You don't have a booster. Yeah, I'm like at number zero. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you're zero, I'm one, everyone else is like two. Yeah, three, I actually had COVID like, last month. Really? I got COVID just at the beginning of it. Yeah, at the beginning. Of it. Yeah. So let me tell you what happened. It was interesting because. So I went running. I think it was like a Thursday or something. I went running. Coming back, I, I have a typical like runner side. I feel good. It's like, I oh, get yeah. Dude, game. when I work out, <laughs> is it like it's like the same thing, right? You work out also. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it just is it even better running, when you run? Running's a whole different level. Really, it's even better. Shit. Running though, it's like you get this. You can't piss me off after I run. It just can't happen. It's the same. Like good, you would have good to do vibes. something really, really, really bad. Like yeah. You're like radiating good vibes. Exactly. It's like you're super relaxed. You're in the mood. Yeah. It's like yeah. everything just feels good. It's Nothing like, can really like really bug you. It's you're just like super laid. Exactly. It's like you're super relaxed. You're super laid back. You're just, just kind of living in paradise for some time. But go on, I don't Yeah, so I get so I come back from my run. Um I'm like I mean, it was a cold day, it was like 40, 50 degrees in the spring. It was rainy, I think. I was maybe um I was already feeling a little bit down maybe. But I it was not anything like super noticeable. I go I'm like shoot, I'm gonna hit the gym initially. I'm like, wait, I'm getting a little tired, so let me go to the sauna because I'm cold. Oh, okay. So I go it's like I go to the sauna, I come out. And then all of a sudden I go back and I'm like, wait a second, I feel like shit. <laughs> so I'm like, what are, like, what's going on? It's like, let me lay down. It's like, 
Oh, it's like when you got COVID. Yeah. It's when you got COVID, okay. I just got ran by a train. Sorry, I'm too high to It's like you just get ran by a train, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. It just hit me. Okay, for me, it was like, I was feeling kind of like that, where it was like, I'm like, I don't have very much energy. Where I'm like, I'm like, I don't really, I can't really like go and do anything. And then it's like, I had a cough and I was like, oh, fuck, here it comes. Like, I've been yeah. hearing about, because when I got it, it was like, I've been hearing about this shit from China. Where it was like, oh, like, <coughs> like China here, like, this shit's a fucking wave. Like, I'm about yeah, to get hit. Like, um, all right, I got hit. It's like. Well, you got it in like, when first COVID came out, right? Yeah, I got it last, early last oh, year. Oh, 2020. Yeah. I got it. I got it right when I came back from spring. No, no, no. I got it right. No, no, no. I got it right after the summer. Yeah, I got it right after the summer of 2020. So late 2020. And it was pretty much still relevant then. I guess like. Oh, so it was already a few months in. It really it hit like March 2020. Well, that was before the vaccines came out. Yeah, yeah. So it was like I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. <coughs> And I, like, did you lose your taste and smell? No, so that's the one thing. That hit me. I had some interesting symptoms. It was the worst. Yeah, I can imagine. But what happened to me is, so yeah, I got really sick that one night. Let me go to the technology. I'm trying to call. That night, I had the craziest fever dreams. <laughs> that was when I was coding for, um, I was doing a lot of solidity coding um, the night before. Were you like dreaming about contracts? Like I literally had a freaking dream about contracts. Yeah. <laughs> And like I couldn't look at that code for another few days because it would literally disgust me. Oh my like, god! There's a decentralized exchange called Balancey. I literally yeah, I had a dream it. about like rebuilding all the contracts. Dude, you should have done it, man. That was like a, that was like a premonition dream. Like you see that shit and you like no, next day you code it. It was crazy because I looked at the code right and all this shit was just coming back to me in my dreams. Really? And it's like I could see the lines of code. It was. That's all you needed. And I heard that this one with their body temperature being elevated. That your brain just operates a little differently during sleep. Oh, dude, you have a fucking... Oh, it dude. Was you want to start talking about insane. sleep, bro? Oh, my it God. It was absolutely goddamn insane. So, like, when I quit smoking, like, just for, like, I don't know, like, maybe a month. Or, yeah. like, let's say I quit smoking for the weeks. Yeah. It's, like, my dreams are completely different. This week suppresses your ability to dream. Right? Yeah, that's why it's so good for veterans, because a lot of veterans have nightmares. They have PTSD. Yeah, yeah so like if you smoke weed before you go to bed, it'll suppress your dreams. That but makes sense. But interestingly, when I, was, when I went sober, no smoking, I would have very, really vivid dreams, but now that I'm smoking, I'm, I'm like smoking, like even if I smoke and go to bed, I'll have a really vivid dream that's even trippier and usually less bad. Wait, if you smoke. Yeah, even if I smoke. Interesting. That's probably because I have a tolerance. Have you tried melatonin? No, I've never tried oh, melatonin. Oh, melatonin will give you some nice shoes. Really? Yeah. And you also need less sleep with it. Like, I can take a lot of melatonin, six hours, and I'm pretty really? good at Dude. But without the melatonin, it's like, I need eight or nine hours. Apparently, some drugs give you, like, completely different dreams. Like, shitty dreams. Okay. Or, like, some, some drugs will give you no dreams. It's like, isn't that shit, like, so, like... Interesting, where it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's like, it changes your brain. Now I'm curious, like, you can definitely smoke with weed. It's like, it's, yeah. it's anti-inflammatory, it makes you sleep, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of people smoke weed to go to sleep, it helps them sleep. Right? I mean, I've, I've had friends who were like, their excuse for smoking weed is, I need to sleep. Yeah, it and works. It's like, I always call it bullshit, it helps out, but like, it really does reason. work. It yeah. does work, right? It's like melatonin for like 12 year olds. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> I still think melatonin is like hella practical. Yeah, I see, but like, there's, I, I don't think people smoke practically. 
But like the after effects of that. Definitely. People smoke crack and then jerk off for 24 hours. Like, Is that a thing that happens? <laughs> yeah. Like meth, meth, uh-huh. amphetamines. Crack. Because crack lasts for like. Crack's like minutes, cocaine, right? so it's a little bit different, but like it's so scuffed. That's the thing, like the high is like super short. And like people are craving it again. Yeah. That's what happens, right? For crack, especially, cocaine, especially. Yeah. But what, then they get some like urges to do other things after? Oh, yeah, dude. It's like, it's like a. It's a whole, there's a whole spectrum of drugs and all their different effects. Like, it's like a hangover, I guess, of sorts. Dude, you should take a class while well, you're graduating, which is about Yeah, right. I wish I could. If you stay another semester, this is a cool class. Drugs. Unless you like trial the drugs and Drugs? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are like, we have an alcohol study that you can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's bad. Like it's legal shit like I that. I saw that stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. they just make you drink booze? Yeah, it's like, they, well, for the study that my professor was doing, was like, he was measuring like how much you sway when you're drunk. Okay. Like, like that's kind of like a loss of like... <laughs> functioning in your cerebellum, which is responsible for things like posture. Well, that's crazy. So they just get you wasted. Well, yeah, and then they just like they just do, you can't really do whatever you want, but like they you can like, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of different shit they can Dude, do with that. That must be the worst time to be wasted, though. It's like you're in a clinical room with the doctors, and it's like, oh yeah, take ten shots. It's definitely not it. And it's like, yeah, I'm drunk. I want no, but like, let's say you get fifty dollars at the end of it, you know? Oh, like docs like open wide. <laughs> no, dude, it wouldn't be like that, dude. If with humans, there's like a lot of like strict, like uh, you can't you can't do certain things. Yeah, so there's a lot of like with like rats though. There's it's lots like of regulations. Yeah, with rats. Yeah, it's with like the rats, you can give them crack. Well, with, with the rats, you can fucking kill them and like slice their brain for and like look at rats it. Rats is like MK Ultra every day, you know? dude. Literally. <laughs> Everybody's MKL. I got a pistol, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay on MKL, bro. We're having a good topic, bro. We're having a good topic. That's a really good topic. Just something medical. Oh, dude, you want to talk about defunct culture? Let's talk about the 70s of Nixon banning, like, literally creating the war on drugs. Scheduled, it was the 80s, right? Scheduled, it was the 80s, 70s. 70s into the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, but like, he scheduled every drug. And like, before that, it was like, the, it was completely different. The problem is it was inconsistent. Dude. It was absolutely inconsistent. Weed is schedule one. Yeah. No, that makes no sense. Cocaine is schedule three. Well, it had medical uses. It wasn't cocaine. Weed has medical uses now. <laughs> well, they didn't claim it did. Oh, yeah. No, there was... The craziest part is, uh, there's like psychedelic studies out for like acid and mushrooms. That show that it's actually really good for you. Yeah, that like showed like legitimate benefit and promise. If you're depressed, one trip can cure your depression. I'm not even joking. It's like a one time. Oh, I believe you. you. you snap the lights, then I totally believe you. Dude, I I watched this one thing where it was like somebody went into a ketamine clinic. And they had ketamine like once a, a big one, once yeah. a month, uh-huh. and they're like, oh yeah, our depression's like essentially gone. It's between. essentially gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is like, oh yeah, that, hey, but it's cheap. That seems like <laughs> yeah, but it seems like a very major. The problem is you create a billion dollar industry out of it, but you lose like hundred. Out of what SSRIs and like antidepressants. Exactly, that's a huge industry. And the nice thing yeah. is companies can inflate prices and they can just keep selling them. Yeah, and they yeah. patent their chemical and then they like get it approved. <laughs> it's an essential monopoly. Yeah, yeah. that's why like. That's why I'm so glad it's weed's disgusting. being legalized. It's disgusting. Well, weed is like being legalized is like a chip at the chip at the. You know, the we're well off when the red states are starting to loosen up to it. Because really? I'm, well, red I'm, states I'm are. in tune with the conservative base, and I know a lot of people are conservatives, and 
I read some of that shit once in a while. I want Texas to legalize weed. Yes, sir. I really want Texas to legalize I mean, Florida's already got medicinal. I think Texas medicinal. That might be the push I need to move to Texas. But, dude, you know who Ben Shapiro is, right? Yeah, You yeah. definitely know about who Ben Shapiro is. So Ben Shapiro, once every month, he decides to go on his high horse and he has to post his anti-weed propaganda article. He posts an anti-weed shit? Yeah, yeah. so oh, granted, on. there's a lot of things I agree with on Ben Shapiro. He's a smart guy. Yeah, well, he's, he's good at debating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could you could debate whether or not he's good at debating. Really? I've seen him. Uh, the only I don't really watch some of Ben Shapiro. Like, but like I've uh, the clips I've seen of Ben Shapiro are just like owning the lips. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. But it's not an actual professional debate. Yeah, I don't really watch his like videos. I guess or like, like his content. He's quick on his feet. Yeah. His oh brain, yeah. He's really smart. And he knows his shit. That's he's the best so part. Like, it, he knows his shit, so it's like, oh, this person like actually makes sense. I mean, he's well researched, and he basically has a counterpoint for everything anyone's gonna put out. So. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he speaks fast, and he can speak over people. <laughs> I mean, a lot of Republicans. He's a very can. smart guy, and I don't say I look down on him. I think. Mm. He yeah, definitely I mean, has some opinions I don't agree with. He's though. very smart. I just a lot of things I disagree with him, like abortion, legalization, yeah. drugs. Like opinions, like, shit that you. Like my really libertarian know. self comes out. Dude, when honestly, with the two-party system we have, being an independent isn't very, like, if you don't align with every value of the Republican or the Democratic Party, then why would you have to be in either of them? I mean, yeah, people, I mean, we're primal, right? So we're going to want, it's us versus them. We want to associate with the side. Exactly. And it's that's like, why people, Biden fucking won. Because Biden was just it. not Trump. <laughs> like, that's literally why Biden yeah, won. Yeah, it wasn't Yeah, I guess people were just sick of Trump. Yeah. Or many people just didn't want Trump in office. So many people. And they just said, okay, So many people, they all voted for a fucking 87-year-old, like, decrepit yeah. dad. I don't it's know like, how old he is. I don't voted. care if he craps his pants every day. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as you, you heard about Trump, the, you Did you hear about the Vatican incident? He literally shit his pants. I, I don't know how true it is, but I've heard about it. And there's, like, testimony that reporters said, like, it just started smelling bad. They just, like, pulled everyone to the... But like, I'm not gonna spread rumors. See, like, say what you want about Donald Trump, and by no means am I endorsing Donald Trump or want him to be president over Biden, but like, he never shit his pants in office. I, uh, you don't know. The <laughs> <laughs> story Daniels lost in the <laughs> You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but. But like, the freaking Four Seasons incident. No, bro. I mean, I'm Biden not, I'm not a fan of Trump, but I love, like, the memories. I sometimes go back. Of fucking it's Trump like, on Twitter. Just like all that shit he said. It's like, I just laugh. It's like nostalgia. Yeah, dude, I kind of miss him on Twitter, not gonna lie, because it was so it was fun funny, watching man. it. Hey, like, Elon might bring him back. We'll see. Dude, but apparently he Elon... Come back. Yeah, apparently... Oh, really? Trump said that? Yeah, he has his own, like, freedom That's speech. That's fucking platform. bullshit, no, dude. He's just trying it, to sell super, that. It's super, super, um, not cliche, but it's super cheesy. He'll be back to Twitter once, if Elon I think buys so. it. I think so, give it a year. Yeah, Elon a year. needs to buy it first. And it's, then it's he not was, true yet, yeah. yeah, Elon like might back out and shit. He so. found a lot of bots on there, so he's a little ticked, I think. I read this thing where it was like only five percent. Like I guess that's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Five percent of the user base is like millions of people, right? So what is he gonna get like a five percent knockoff on it? <laughs> I mean, he can try to negotiate. I don't know, like, all the lawyer shit, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I hope he buys it, and I kind of hope he brings Trump back, I'm because, thinking, like... I'm worried that if he doesn't buy it, he's gonna get big time screwed by that. Um, what is it all? SEC? SEC, yeah. Yeah, because I think... Because he basically led investors into believing something. And it depends what he signed so far. Because he definitely... Yeah, this is something... I'm something. not familiar with the legal proceedings. Yeah. Yet, so I'm not going to speak on that. Yeah, yeah. But he's been... He's been dumped on before. 
You know he said, you know what he talks um, said about the SEC. Did you just shit on? He basically implies this stands for suck you on Scott. <laughs> Dude, they shouldn't know. The, I remember the first time they went after him was when he was like just joking about the Tesla stock, taking yeah, it private yeah, yeah. at 420. It's only 420, right? Yeah. Which I mean, glad for him he didn't do that. Although Dude, no, he couldn't. I can't believe he's a Republican now. I can't believe that everyone needs. I just wish he just didn't say. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does he need to fucking choose a side? No, why is it always gonna be left or gotten, right? It's bro? gotten like, to the point where. So here's the way I'll put it. So, when I was in high school, it was Democrats at reasonable points, Republicans at reasonable points. Like, um, with abortion debate, I think abortion should be legal for quite a while. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, nothing about the, I mean, the person who, I mean, the woman who has the, who the child, the woman who has the kid in her stomach, I mean, it, it's her body, like. Yeah. It's her jurisdiction. Dude, it's, it's, you're going to get this podcast canceled, but I'll continue the conversation. Oh, wait, I'm about to say something really No, 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 no. Dude, it doesn't, I have eight <laughs> fucking viewers. It doesn't fucking matter. 98? Well, we'll see after this one. We'll bring the Republican crowd. We'll bring the Republican crowd up. But, okay, so technically, this might get me canceled, but, like, abortion, like, at what stage is it killing a baby? That's the thing. Like, scientifically, can you draw a line? Yeah, like, that like, is... I, that's I, a, I can play the devil advocate argument that should be legal till birth. Yeah. I, I can actually play that. Because I can say until birth it's just simply a non independent entity from the body. A lot of people draw it at like what, the third stage? They, well, they want to come up with the top. Because you could even where how do you go I've heard a lot of um people say, okay, we'll do it to the point where it's conscious or it's more advanced than an animal. But if even a baby after it's born is Dumber yeah, a chin. baby after it's born isn't, by my definition of conscious... It's actually conscious. dumber than a chimp. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Uh, by a lot. Yeah. Baby, dude, a baby can't... Granted, like, its potential is much, much higher than Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's why it's like... So, so I'm, I'm on the point of view where it's like, alright, if we have the capability of doing it, and it seems like most people want to do it, let them do it. Exactly. As long as it's not but hurting like, anyone... You have to draw the line. But, like, it's only hurting... Well, you have to draw the line. You can't just say... My baby's gonna be born, and I'll just support it. I'll why why not let capitalism draw the line? And if there's a uh, if there's a market for abortion clinics, then they exist. But like, you have to draw a line legally, so you can't just be throwing your five year old into the garbage can. You know? Well, no, no, but we, it would just be like your example of just before birth. Yeah, you could do that, and I'm not against that. Okay. I okay. That's why I, it's such a murky it, water. It's a horrific procedure. Like, would I like to see my wife get a basically with a baby? Which would be derived through C-section or something like that. Torn out of her and like murdered. Yeah. Like I think I wouldn't be able to forgive myself for that. But for Dude, do you think the woman would? I mean that's probably worse for her. Uh, yeah. But from my perspective, from a legal perspective, is, is there any universal morality per se to... We're not gods. To... I mean because laws are based off of morals. They're inside. Yeah, so the government is acting like God to the everyone else. But it's like yeah. the government needs to act like God in this it instance. It needs to because there's to be some reinforcing mechanism. Yeah, dude, full libertarians are batshit crazy. Because if I mean, there is full... I mean, there's a full libertarian, like... What? A true you libertarian? You have to be a total freaking anarchist. A true libertarian is, yeah, a total anarchist. Basically a dude that just doesn't believe in laws. Yeah, like, at all. But, like, at that point, he's basically... I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's good. I'm I saying know, exactly. we I'm need the laws. Yeah, yeah, we need like, the laws. Like, that's the thing. Where do you draw the line? Like, I, like, someone's, like, I call myself a libertarian. Like, yeah. where do, like, with the math stuff, right? Like, this is, this is where I often fall. 
Because like an issue in the mass stuff or not, I was like, I'm against the mass stuff in general in terms of mandations, right? Yeah, okay. I don't want someone telling me it's like, I need, if I want to run a business and I want more than people, more than a hundred people in there, more than less than six feet apart because I want to run that business and I want to go out of, I don't want to go into bankruptcy. That's my right. I don't think the government should be able to tell me that. What about hey, this virus, I shouldn't be able to do that. What about then, the like, state government? No, I don't think any government should have the jurisdiction to tell me that. Any, but then like, any. there's laws like, there's a density or there's a um, capacity um, limit, right? It's like yeah. I can't supersede a thousand people in my venue because of the danger of fire. Yeah. So it's like, where, how do you gauge which issue? Do you think like, that's a good law? Know? Like that needs to be yeah, a good law, right? Yeah, that's the thing I ask myself. That'll save people. It's like if there's a fire, like it, it'll save people. Should that be that? Let's like, where do you draw the line? It's well, like when it is an issue grave enough for you to institute laws to reflect it, and I don't know. Oh, for COVID, it's. It's like it's COVID. It's such a divisive thing because it's like it's figuring out when people are ready <laughs> to accept a line that might not be a good like, one. Like, I'm I was, ever since COVID came out, I was like strictly against lockdowns. And I've, I've been consistent about that. Against lockdowns? But I do realize. Just look at China. Like, lockdowns don't seem great right now. Two months, man. But I was two always against the federal COVID. Like, when it first came out in March or February. I'm like, you guys are batshit crazy for Doing the telling me to have to wear a mask and do all that stuff. But I, I thought like, it was absolute lunacy. It was everyone trying to protect each other. That's what it was. But that's morality, which should the government reinforce that? That's from altruism. Like, from it's, my, like the, it's like the government forcing but altruism like, on If it. I was altruistic, I'll donate all my salary to someone. Well, you There's also want to be able to eat. It. Okay, I'll donate all my excess income. Okay. Do I do it? No. Not ever. It's I not like it's not like you're altruistic <laughs> or you're not altruistic. Uh, it's a spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the same thing as like you could say 100% altruistic is X party. It doesn't matter. And you could say the other party is the other side of altruism. Yeah, there's it's like evil versus good, right? I guess so. Yeah. But it's not black and white. Why does it have to be two though? Why can't it's it be? It's not binary. Two? Of course it's not. Yeah. And it's like for me, it's not even a matter of altruism because my argument is. Freedom is altruism, right? I want. Well, unless, you're, want unless you think your freedom right is being able to shoot somebody and then go away. Well, yeah, of course. Like, there's good altruism and there's bad altruism. There's good freedom and bad freedom. Yeah. So like. That's freedom, what the laws and are. This is where it gets very shady with COVID because I think autonomy and ability to just go out to the store and abide by that store's laws, which they have imposed, which is not too regular by the government, I think that's critical. So, like, super... And I think that's good altruism. You're, like, really, like, fuck yeah, capitalism, let's go, baby. Basically, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely economically as a fair, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm a proponent of the free market, and I think it's the most efficient form of the market. Well, you live in the greatest country for that. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really do. And I mean, no, I do think the U.S. is... I'm super, super lucky to be here. Yeah, yeah. Because I think this is the... Bro, I really hope... I fucking... I, like, I've, I've bad enough China so much in this podcast where it's uh, like pretty much every podcast I'm like finding a reason to say fuck you to China. Because it's like they are literally doing this like... They're incorporating the government, which we're saying is like laws and God and like drawing lines, yeah, yeah, yeah. into the economy, which is like... Should be comp- enti- almost entirely separate. Yeah, it's kind of what we're saying. I was gonna say for the U.S. that's an extremely good thing. I think that if the Chinese adopted a U.S. style economy, they'll be able to kick us out of the water within twenty years. Yeah, easily. Oh yeah, but they're a- they got they got four times the people and the people that are smarter. Yeah, I mean they, they would. The government's kind of the shooting themselves in the foot. They are there. Yeah. So like as much as like I think the smart guys in the U.S. government kind of realize this. And as much as like 
Yeah, they have their beefs once in a while. It's like, oh, it's like, they argue on social media. It's like, Taiwan's you, you, a big thing right now. Taiwan, it's like the Africa policies and all that stuff. Yeah. They'll say, oh yeah, the U.S. is intervention as well. We donate hospitals. And you, you've seen the Chinese representatives do that. They're all over Twitter. I want to play devil's so advocate. But at the end of the day, they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're oh really, yeah. No, I, mean, I agree with the you. The Chinese on that. government is. I agree with it, you. It's that. a Ferrari stuck on a residential street. That's what it is. <laughs> and like, as much I'm, I'm basically sinking. I'm working against the U.S. <laughs> by saying this. <laughs> no, you're working. Eh, fair enough. But also, you're working for the U.S. by freely speaking about the governments and not being restricted in any way. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's intrinsic to the Constitution. Yeah, like that shit is like. I mean, it's fundamental. Like without that, the U.S. is nothing. Yeah, founding fathers. There's essentially almost no other country you can go into. Yeah, I guess like the UK even, is even pretty lax. The European governments are like you will. Some guy in Germany he got um, arrested for teaching his dog to do some Nazi salutes or something. <laughs> and he got like. A, well, like, they a have a, They are, dude. We're pretty anti-Nazi over in America. The Europe, like. We're, we're very anti-Nazi. Personally, I'm extremely anti-Nazi. Yeah. But, like, over in Europe, it's, like, a whole different level of shit like that. I mean, like, yeah, because it's, it's close to home. Yeah, it hits really close yeah, to yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, France was, like, fucking, like, decimated by Nazis. Like, no, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, like, they have written those experiences into their free speech code. Yeah. And it's, like, in we the We have US, some free speech restriction. Like, not allowed to say bomb in an airplane. That's a yeah. limit, limitation of free it's, speech. It's more restricted than in the U.S. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. the U.S. is yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty baseline. It might be the most relaxed. U.S. is probably the most relaxed. Like, I'm not sure Switzerland might be. I'm not sure about the other countries, but it's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Now, there, there's a different story when it comes to... There's still consequences in terms of um, private business and saying stuff and when money's involved. And contracts and shit. Like. You might have your issues. Yeah. I mean, time from like an informal perspective, like let's say you cost the company a lot of money, like they might come after you and do stuff. Yeah, like legally. Yeah. They just like fuck you in yeah, court because yeah. they have more money. Than exactly. You. Exactly. Okay, let me play devil's advocate though, where it's like, if the market has no restrictions on it, then like companies are gonna like a really easy example just like burn a ton of fossil fuels or throw a ton of plastic in the ocean like that's killing other life on earth that's yeah i think that's bad some regulation like i think that's like i think like we shouldn't do that like there should be restrictions so as soon as it's grossly affecting the environment or people those are the lines that are drawn yeah oh yeah with the covid thing it's a very murky thing oh because it's so new so there's so arguments. Weird. No, it's not even that. There's arguments because I can leave my club open to people, and I can argue that hey, these people come in at their own discretion. It's not like there's a difference between um, the pollution example and people at their discretion going to the club and COVID. So like the average person is assuming liability. Exactly, because they consciously decide to take part in that. With the pollution stuff, I don't have a choice. I'm stuck with that shit. Yeah. I'm stuck breathing in bad air. Yeah. It's like there's really no way out of it. So now let me... With the COVID stuff, it's kind of my discretion. I can say, okay, I want to party, but I'm also waving me complaining about getting sick. Because I go and get sick, and I take responsibility for that. With the pollution stuff, it's just all around me. I no, no, I know, you're, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I agree with you. There's a line you kind I'm of... I'm just trying to say... 
my perspective on it is I think the US government was like we want Americans to be alive so like yeah, they're gonna impose the strictest like health but codes the US possible. wasn't even that bad compared to other yeah and look at China they want their, oh, yeah, they want their citizens to survive the they're yeah. like the strictest lockdowns you've ever fucking seen like, China just went pretty far with it but even also even just like Australia yeah, New free, Zealand, Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. New Zealand has a zero COVID policy. And like, the I guess the, I don't know, the part that wants to see good in that makes me believe that the governments just want people to survive in their government. You know? Yeah. They, they're not really thinking about like, what oh, we're restricting freedoms. They're thinking about like, we want people to survive. But like, we know their mortality rates are not that high. I understand. Oh, yeah. If for it, us, if it's Ebola, even for older people, they're not that if it's Ebola, I understand. Plus, China has a senior, senior citizen issue. If anything, China should be letting it fly. Japan should be letting it fly. What? Just let the senior citizen. Oh, yeah, it could be a huge dependency issue. <laughs> like, if you're thinking from a government like efficiency perspective, it, who do you want to knock out? We need the young people. We need the young people for labor. We need them for economic development. We need them for technological development. But the seniors, they're just. That's attacked. a very like cutthroat way of thinking about it's it. It's like I don't think. Do you think Xi Jinping cares? Do you think he's a good guy? I don't think he's a good guy. He either doesn't care, or he wants. Or maybe he just cares about the Chinese. Or he just doesn't know. Like he doesn't think the way you and I think. Where it's like. But he's a smart guy. Like. You he, think he would know he'll that? He'll come across it eventually. Yeah. And he'll just be like, let the old people. Yeah. Die. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, as conspiracy scientists in my life. Like, a lot of the Western countries maybe went, let it fly a little bit just to Have get the economy still running. Yeah. Like, the economy, like, Because senior citizens weighed up the economy. I mean, the reason why we pay taxes... Well, I don't know. There's shit kind of trickles. Shit kind of trickles down, right? How? Like, they just have a retirement fund. They're not doing anything but spending it, right? Yeah, it does. But it's kind of a money sink to some degree. What? Or it's a slowly leaking money faucet. Yeah. That's the whole basis of like Republican economy. I feel like is like when it was first like a, when we first started thinking about the economy it was like trickled down, where it's like once people amass like wealth through like success in the market, it's gonna trickle back down into like Which, people who've retired. It does to some degree. Because, oh yeah, I totally. It's not. But like, is it not like that? Is it work. efficient? Is it? Does it guarantee that people won't live in poverty? No. No. Well. We're living example. Well, not you and I, but like we live in a world where. But the prices are the extremely low, but they're still there. Yeah. We're well, about I guess it depends on the state. The states have different homelessness rates. But even if you look at all, I mean, I'm talking about global poverty standards. Oh well. Like the U.S. poverty so standards hard. are very, very different from global poverty standards. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like in the U.S., there's almost no situation where you won't be able to survive. Like, all your needs will be met basically anywhere in the U.S. That includes shelter, that includes food. What? Dude, I see people on the street, though. That's not shelter. Is that shelter? Actually, okay, so I'm not going to make judgments because <laughs> I'm not in a position to do that. But I've talked to They people. do eat, though, right? Like They eat. They get free food. And I yeah. know I have friends who are friends with those people. Don't yeah. Ask, don't ask me how that happens. I've met a couple of homeless people most myself. Most of them have homes. Sick with them. Most of them actually have homes, actually. Oh, and really? it's kind of their day kids. So they come here, they... There's a lot of money here. So like beggars? They're basically beggars, yeah. That's but job? most of them have homes. I know a few of them actually don't have homes and they're mentally disabled, but they yeah. go to homeless shelters. And that's where they're um, taking care Dude, of. Dude, isn't that like, have they given up hope? Have they, like, they've just I given think, up hope in the economy and the see, society? I see a lot of people in 
they have a okay social life. They interact with people. They have their own like group, right? Yeah. They get food. I mean, if you look at the people, some of them are on the bigger side, which means that. So they're complacent. They're obviously not starving. Yeah. Like, they, so they obviously have enough. So they're. Yeah. I'm not saying they're eating healthy, but they definitely have something <laughs> to. They're meeting their caloric intake threshold, right? Yeah. So they're not starving on the street. They're surviving. They're surviving, yeah. Yeah. So are they complacent in just being able to survive, even if they're... Yeah, they've been like the bottom tier of, I think it's Maslow's pyramid that we could talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah Maslow's They went the very, like, set, they did satisfy the base criteria for survival. Yeah. They're just there. But are they happy? I don't know. It's, There's no way you could be... Well, then again, I don't know, how do they perceive, they perceive life probably totally different than we do. Well, think about it this way, like... They're probably not happy, and you know what's an artificial form of happiness? Drugs. And a lot of homeless people do drugs. I know a lot of them do do drugs, yeah. So, like, if you want real happiness, and you can't get real happiness, you'll get artificial happiness, which is drugs. Yeah, these are the stimulant, too. Oh, yeah. Dude, I met so many, like, tweaker crackheads that are just, like, speaking gibberish. Dude, you should be a crackhead here, and, um, I heard he was, he migrated somewhere. To Chicago, probably. I don't know if he went to Chicago or... He moved in somewhere else, but he he was here for a few months. I met I met one here. <coughs> I see him all the time in Chicago. But like in I'm Chicago, like, yeah, Chicago yeah. a different. Well, I was like, at a McDonald's once, and it was like you know like it's a crackhead. It's like there's here. You, I mean, living in a small town, you um you kind of know everyone by face. Like, you see the same people. No, you see the same almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know him, but like I know what you mean. Yeah. <coughs> but like I see the same people over and over. On, at least the people who are on the street. Yeah. But in Chicago, there's a few thousand of them, I think. There's a few thousand homeless in. And these, some of these people are living in tents. None of these people here are living in tents. These people have homeless shelters, Section 8 housing. Or they actually have homes. Some of them actually have homes, which is absolutely crazy. But they, they I mean, they project this persona being homeless. And yeah. And it's crazy that they somehow make a living. Is that a problem? Is it even a problem, or is this problem inevitable? Is there a solution yeah, to this problem? problem? Like, like, I don't know. Like, that's the life they chose, and... It could have been. They I don't know. Have had a I don't know any of their stories. Like, I don't know how they ended up on the street. Like, exactly. Yeah. I could be... I could lose all my shit, go on the street. And I and I assume that they... They come from very different backgrounds. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's homogenous at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think it's dispropor- disproportionately, like, black people. But not, like, not in the street too. Not in the street. Well, in Champagne or Vanna. Champagne is also white. Yeah. But in, in Chicago, Chicago, it might be a different story. Yeah. Though. People from the inner cities probably. Dude, this go. Dude, it's weird. So many times in my podcast, I we start talking about homelessness, uh-huh. and we never like. Well, we're we're never gonna find like a happy answer to this. Like, it, we never find a solution. It's like yeah, it's yeah, a fucking yeah. bummer. Like every time. There's the argument that, I mean, there's, the nature versus nurture argument, right? That. There's the intelligence spectrum, in, and some people are just not able to make it. That's whatever the average intelligence. Of but no way you is. could just pin it down on intelligence, right? But I mean, no. I'm saying there's a theory, right? I'm not saying yeah. I agree with it, but there's theories that intelligence is somewhat predetermined upon birth, and of course, like your experience as a child, like heavily affects that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I give a kid cocaine every day. And yeah. <laughs> or a kid. He's coming out not good, right? Yeah. Or like He's a kid like reads a math like so many like Chinese kids will like just like do math like I saw yeah. this one documentary where it was like a Chinese kid moved to the UK and then the UK class was just doing like arts and crafts 
and the Chinese kid was like, can I get a piece of paper to do math? It's like, the reason that Chinese people probably have a higher IQ than other places is because their environment promotes learning. I mean, it's very educationally. Yeah. And like, that has to do with IQ, yeah. right? And that's not, you're not born with that. You're, you're, you yeah, learn yeah. that. But then again, there's that argument of the positive feedback loop, right? Like, this is getting into very, very murky waters. Yeah, and what it's instance? like, yeah, you're smarter, so you're going to value education more, which makes you smarter. Yeah. I think that's kind of how evolution That's occurs, interesting. Right? It's, it's a very interesting thing. It also depends on your parents. Because if your parents yeah. really, like, value education, they're going to make you learn shit. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing, though, I was getting back to the variance. It's like, these people who end up on the street or these people who live lower-quality lives, is it because... I mean, is it just the way they were, were they kind of born into it? As in, everything was kind of predetermined? There has to be a homeless person who grew up wealthy. Oh, no, has for, to be sure, for sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Right? But is it because they were dumb? Or is it because... I don't know, like... I know there's... I know a lot of smart people go into drug addiction. Yeah. And they'll end up on the street. Yeah. Totally. But I'm curious if they're sobered out, if they'll... Yeah, it's an interesting They would probably find more success. They would probably yeah. find more success than, like, a dumb person who sobered out. Probably, yeah, because right? they saw that parent intelligence. Yeah. So. But it's like, are there some people for you just destiny where... Oh, like, dude, this like gets... Alright, like, this is the tail end of the, dude, like the, the tail bottom, discussion. Like, 10% of the IQ period. It's the tail end of the discussion here. It's like... We're what? not going to figure out an answer for this. Yeah. But you said something it's that like, sparked this subject of determinism, where it's like... It's like, are those people just bound to be... Destined. Were they destined Are to be Are they destined there? to be in the lower tier society? Well, but or, or is there some American dream which can, which is universally applicable to everyone? And the reason why it doesn't manifest is because of like poor, poor cultural development and poor living standards and people just being very unlucky. What if we bring it back even further? Are we destined to have this conversation? Yeah, that has to do with a totally, totally different concept. It's like philosophy, right? It's like, are we... Determinism, really, yeah. Yeah. It's like, is China destined to take this path? Is Russia destined to take <laughs> Ukraine? You know? Yeah, it's... Because, um, like, everything that's happened... I wish I could write out an experiment which I could say one way or the other, but I can't. You can't. You can't. We, like... It's almost a philosophical topic. The only person who knows the answer to that is somebody who created the fucking universe. Like, somebody who, like, could calculate everything that happened. And like we fucking can't do that. <laughs> but if they get calculated, that's deterministic. Yeah, if they can get calculated, then they knew this shit was gonna happen. All of it. But like, let's say hypothetically, let's say we get an experiment where we could replay the same initial configuration twice somehow. The Big Bang. No, let's just say simulated. Right now, right now. Yeah, like we simulate the Big deep Bang. Deep clone, deep copy the current configuration into everything. Yeah. And then rerun the whole universe from the same starting point, which is right now, the snapshot in time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Are the outcomes different? Or did they would it be different? That's the question. So let's and, say... And if the answer is yes, okay. does that mean everything is deterministic? Probably. Yeah, if everything is the if, same... But if the answer is no, we don't know yet. Yeah. Because... Is there, is there inherent randomness to our universe, is the question. Because it can be perceived right and yeah, it's... There's no answer. We're not going to figure it out. Like, in this conversation... No, I'm, trying, I'm trying to hypothesize an experiment. Like a code? Where we could possibly say one way or another. 
It's, I don't it doesn't know. even have to be feasible. You're going to hurt your brain doing it that. It doesn't man. have to be feasible. Right, we can't do but that. But that's where we have to start. Without it, like creating we our can't even talk about it. Yeah. yeah. We, we would need to create <laughs> another universe and then exactly the way ours started. And, and see if there's some divergence. Yeah, any. But of course we can't do that. Yeah. We're bounded by the laws of physics. There's absolutely no way we can do like, that. If you think of the law of conservation of energy, we physically cannot make another thing that we live in entirely because it's like we only have so much energy in the There's universe. There's no way we can replicate that information fully. Yeah, because of conservation. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. So it's like, don't black holes like recycle the information? <laughs> There's, oh, this Hawking and some theories on this about information loss in black holes. Yeah, it's like, we don't fucking get that shit. Could that be the randomness? Like, change? could that be the change? Like, black what holes, like. Black holes be the randomness. Black holes like are like the way they create no a fucking loss. They create like a singularity in space time, right? Basically, yeah. It's like we don't get it at all. So that's where we would look to to see if we knew everything else about physics or we knew like a lot about physics. Like that's where we would look to to be like, all right, is there like randomness? Can we calculate a singularity? We can't. So it's like we need to. Well, look but at that's that. for different reason. That's because. Of infinities in mathematics, right? Yeah. It's like, we can't really assess what something is at this point because it's undefined effectively. Like, we can't, yeah, like... But yeah. it just... Black holes are actually one of the simplest things in the universe. Because they are. <laughs> and the reason is because they can be fully determined by a few properties. Yeah, like they're, they're actually probably the most simple thing in the universe, apart from elementary particles. But we can't explain it. We can't explain, it, but mathematically they're the most simple, simpler, simplest. Well, I guess like the way, like theoretically they're the most simplest, but when we try and put it on paper, they don't make sense. Oh, wait, computation—they're not simple. They require exhaustive computation from supercomputers because the mathematics is pretty intensive. Yeah. But in theory, they're extremely simple. There's, there's nothing like a human is composed of. Oh, I don't know, quadrillions, I don't know how many atoms it is. And, and then each of those atoms is as a, a particular orbital state. It, it becomes extremely, extremely complex. I mean, if you look at the amount of configurations one could attain, it's huge. Yeah. If you look at the black hole, it's determined by spin, um, mass, so the radius. There's, there's not that many things that... Is a black hole conscious? It's fully like determined. Like, we're conscious? By, yeah, what is consciousness? Like... That's well, like is it atom conscious? Oh yeah, I, I don't know. Is it? Oh, I like here's here's the game you can play. It creates right? consciousness. So we have a brain, right? Yes. Effectively, consciousness derives from the brain, right? From what we understand. Or consciousness is a way to pick up on consciousness, or our brain is a way to pick up on consciousness. Oh, I like to say the brain is a tool for something we call consciousness. Yeah. Oh, right, now we remove one atom from the brain. It's still conscious, right? Nothing happened. It's mm. like, I probably don't perceive it. It's one atom. Yeah, if, well, unless it's like a really important atom. Uh, it's just such a thing. <laughs> but like odds are it won't be. Like a neuron loses an atom, screw it. Probably nothing. Yeah, probably not a big deal. Probably nothing happens. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Now let's say you keep slicing atoms away. Yeah. When does the consciousness go away? It depends what atoms you like, slice away, I think. But like where? Where do you draw the line? The <coughs> nature draws the line. The universe draws the line. We we can't draw the line, you know? But like there has to be some constraint where we draw the line say Consciousness is gone. Is it spectral? Yes. It's Dude, spectral. People, There's levels of consciousness, but so it's not a binary thing. I won't. So is yeah. everything effectively conscious? So like a squirrel. 
Let's take a squirrel. A squirrel is less atoms in its brain than we do. Yeah, it's less. It's a smaller brain. Yeah. So it's like the squirrel's less less conscious, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. But think about a tree. A tree doesn't have a brain, but a tree will also seek water in the ground. Is that consciousness? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. It's. I mean, it's it's hard coded in genes to. Throw roots. Yeah. Or seek for water, but is it actively? Perceiving something and searching for is water. Is it like excited that it gets water? Is it like, is it is like it some like... physical perception? Like, you know, we're perceiving stuff. Yeah. It's freaking insane, like, just talking about Dude, it. Dude, I know. It's fucking awesome. What is this? Dude, you want to hear, hear this cool thing where it's like, apparently there's a huge underground network of mushrooms below this forest, and the mushrooms will help trees communicate with the other trees and transfer water between the trees. Yeah, that's actually insane. It's like some... Like, that seems fucking conscious to me. It's an advanced me. symbiotic relation. Like, that seems them. like consciousness. That's yeah. like, that shit is like, they're like discussing. Like, they're like, I need water. Like, alright, here's some water. Like, No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's... But that's, that's also... That's actually insane how that developed. <laughs> Nature prioritizes survivability. Exactly, so you'll find seemingly complex things, which only develop because they're... The most optimally survivalistic state, right? Yeah. To the human, it will be perceived as genius because that's something a human will consciously reason. Yes. And say, that's okay, a really good point. That's what we're gonna do because we consciously know that this is what's gonna make us survive. And even when we see trees do it, we're when like, that's nature, smart. No, nature doesn't know anything about it. And it simply happened that hey, organisms that took that were selected for this trait just happened to survive more. And that's why they're perceived to do highly intelligent things, but they're not consciously thinking about it. Is it even a trait with the trees? That counts as a trait with the trading water? Yeah, I guess it's... You could say it is. It's, it's you a could local, say it's, it's a local trait. That's why I like the idea of consciousness not being directly from us, but yeah. more like something that you could use that's a part of nature, but we don't make it. It's the way this happens. is like you have a bunch of mushrooms, right? <laughs> and the mushrooms which grow in the transport line of the water will get water and it will maybe allow them to perch on the trees, which mushrooms grow on trees, right? Yeah, but they so also, also grow underground mostly. But they'll, yeah, okay. But they'll grow in the path of that water. No, 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 so why do they want to transfer to another tree? No, 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 okay. So they grow on like decomposing animals mostly. Uh -huh. And like decomposing things. So they're like recycling nature. But like these mushrooms, they're like entirely underground and they just keep growing, you know, because like, yeah. I think the reason that they have, they're so big, is because like, survivability is telling them to have more of itself, where it's like, it'll maximize survivability in the long run. Yeah. And it's communicating with these trees. Are trees a source of water, perhaps? Oh, it the could trees could be a source of nutrients. They like, could be a source of nutrients, leaves. too, yeah. So you're naturally going to have mushrooms on the trees, and you're going to have mushrooms in the path of the water. And animals and shit. And it's yeah, like, so yeah. you're naturally, eventually. And they just want if you're in a simulation, this they just is like want food, happen. right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually, if you take one of random mushrooms, those are going to survive around the path of something. Food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Food or water. Yeah. So it looks genius to us, but then they just statistics. Yeah, but like maybe what looks genius to us looks like that to an alien. Like it's yeah. like, oh, this is like mushrooms <coughs> giving water. To it's very primitive, right? Yeah. Dude, you were saying the other day you were like really like afraid of aliens. 
There are I'm extremely scared of aliens. Is and that, that for the reason most people are scared of aliens. Like, have, do you have a story with, like, aliens? Oh, or like? so... For me, it's mostly moralistic. Like, as a kid, I was kind of tweaked by aliens. I used to um, watch alien documentaries on my old PC. Yeah. And I remember one time I was watching a documentary and just totally cracked up and started crashing. <laughs> and started making, like, weird, like... Like, weird, like... Your machine did? My machine started making these weird noises, like, crackling. <laughs> I wanna use... Did you think it was an alien? Well, was I was, like, like, I was watching an alien doc on YouTube. And you were like, watching an alien documentary when it did on that? On YouTube, yeah. And it's like, wait a second, so I'm watching stuff about aliens, I'm home alone too. So that made it worse, I was pretty young. So I was <laughs> pretty darn tweaked about that. But like, that's not the reason I'm scared of aliens for the most part. I mean, I'm kind of freaked out by the machine. No, that don't make anyone afraid of aliens. Like, dude, some people, I like... Just, it's so nearly different, they're scared of me, right? Do you think some people have actually seen aliens? Because oh. there's so many people talking about, like, I, they could be nutjobs or whatever, but there's so many people being like, yeah, I've like... Telepathically communicated with an alien I think in my room. Might be full of shit, but I'm definitely not putting. I'm definitely not putting. I don't think the fact of aliens having made human contact is way beyond anything. Oh what my I god! Is Let's really, go. I have a really good. Okay, so really three days ago, the Congress, like the House of Representatives, I think they had a hearing on UFOs. On UFOs, right? And, I know there's some good stuff And apparently the Wilson memo was certified as a legitimate memo. Mm-hmm. And what's the Wilson memo? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I did a deep dive on it earlier so I could explain it. Where it's like, it's hard to read, but hope like I read most of it. And then the gist of it is that there is a secret program somewhat outside of the government that has control of reverse engineering recovered alien crafts. Wait, what? So... Oh, that's pretty high level. Yeah, so if you uh, heard of, like, Bob Lazar... Yeah, I've heard of Bob Lazar. Apparently he... Like the extraterrestrial project, so apparently yeah. he was part of the team that tried to reverse alien crafts or alien engines. Yeah. Um, so okay. that kind of goes along with the Wilson memo, where you can kind of connect a dot where it's like... Apparently this random half government, half like, I don't know, Lockheed Martin, Raytheon Technologies. I'm not sure if you're like familiar with like aerospace yeah, companies. Yeah, I don't for Raytheon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like those types of companies are really buddy-buddy with the U.S. government. Oh, yeah. Because they profit off of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like there is a program in between those two entities that is trying to reverse engineer Alien, alien craft. Yeah. Well, alien craft. So that implies we have access to alien like craft. recovered, like they they, they, they dug up them yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. and then okay. they they tried to reverse engineer the whatever they had. Uh huh. And I assume they've been unsuccessful so far. I would hope so. Well, that's a that's a gamble. I know we've seen a lot of weird shit off the seas recently. Dude. Although for a long time actually. Shit is boiling up right now with aliens and UFOs. Yeah, I swear to God, man. Scary. This is like the wrong time because <laughs> this is the time and now we get to my point. Is there a right like, time? I have my nose at the wrong time right now. Is there a right time yeah, for fucking I'm aliens to come down? Or I'm like super young. <laughs> because like, I'm getting my life together and I'm actually making progress in like different realms. Yeah, like, like 20 years old, like oh fuck, like aliens are here, shit. Like I've been, I've been pretty successful in some stuff. I've been doing high frequency trading and I've, I've been pretty darn good at it. Now, aliens are just gonna fuck everything up. Basically, it's like I become successful, right? And then there's this superior intelligence will come down and says, basically, like, screw you. It's like you spent years building this up. It's like my kid can do this. Would you like fucking fight the aliens? No. I'd Would you be like fuck you? I'd like, kill myself. 
<laughs> really? Are we that bad? But what if it's like a utopia that they bring to us? Like everything perfect. I mean, okay, there's exceptions. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some very <laughs> not so good. Like, what if they come down here to fucking like take all our water? To, yeah. Like, it could be bad, you know. Like, if they make this society, like, but even then, I feel like it'll be demoralizing. No, you're you're a pet. Essentially, it's like you're essentially a pet. You're an ant. Anything. Kind of an ant. Even like the geniuses, like you could argue, like Musk, like Gates, and all those people, like they'll be so insignificant compared to their intelligences that yeah. it would just be demoralizing. I think Musk would have a huge problem with this. Because he, he, he has a drive to improve humanity, and I think he generally gets some. I mean, he, he probably dopes off of it. He loves it. I I, I kind of have a similar. He probably become like he try to like talk to them like all the time. Like, like he probably enjoys it just. He just be like, yeah, yeah I just had a meeting with uh, one of the aliens. Like we're good. Like, but yeah, he's gonna it. be like an idiot. <laughs> <to him. laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, like, gonna be sad. Like I'm gonna be so insignificant, knowing that I'll never be anything. Dude, it it almost frees up your life to do whatever you want. Like, the only reason I'm happy is because I know that in a few years, I could be something big. It's like knowing that this really? is like the drive that keeps me going. It's like... I mean, I have big does it Does being big, like, really have to define your happiness? Wouldn't that just be chasing after a dragon you might what never else, get? What else is there to do? It's like, in life, like, just chill. It's like, I have to be doing something crazy. Yeah. For my... One of my last... It's just like... I don't know, man. Like, it's gonna sound really cheesy, but like, enjoying life and like loving people and yeah, like loving things. True. Like, I guess you could be if being big facilitates you into loving everything around you, then you've done it. You've been happy. But like, if becoming big doesn't do that, then like you just wasted your life trying to do something that doesn't even make you happy. Yeah, true. I just feel like I'll be too. Com- I get complacent really fast. But- Complacent? Yeah, just kind of everything goes normalized, and I always want something better. Right? Yeah. It's like very your, your dude goes by buys a sports car, right? Yeah. Next thing he wants a Ferrari, right? Yeah. And he's gonna want a Bugatti. Right? It's like Buddhism. That's Buddhism. It's like Buddhism. Yeah, Buddhism is like you always want something more. There's always like a desire for like something well, greater. Right? Even when you fulfill your first one, you get another one. Like, yeah. It never ends. It's like and it's like it's never ending cycle, but I like being in that cycle <laughs> because it keeps me driven. It keeps it impinges the sense of. Hey, I actually want to get up today and work my ass off. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's, I'm just gonna detest my job. I'm gonna detest. You, you might become home. like one of those beggars on the street. Yeah, it's gonna be the same shit over and over and over. Yeah. It's like I want there to be this perception that okay, I'm here right now. I'm doing these things so the next year I can be in this better place. And then next year I'll be saying the same thing. It's like. You watch BoJack Horseman? No. There's a quote in BoJack where it's like one of the characters is like. Your whole life is just filled with like distracting yourself of death and just like effectively keep, yeah, keep chasing like whatever makes you happy. You have to basically hallucinate that. Yeah. Or almost deny the notion that eventually you'll return to where you came from. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. It's like unless that, you believe that immortality is going to be commonplace within that's 40, why, 50 years. Oh, immortality! Oh, no, I thought you were going to say reincarnation. Yeah, reincarnation is another belief. I would much rather believe in reincarnation. So. I know with my luck, I'm coming back as something. Okay. And I'm not gonna want to come back. Gonna come back as a bumblebee or some shit. Or is cool, but blade of grass. <laughs> you think you could come I'll back? I'll probably be a shroom and I'll be eaten by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Just bring it back all full circle. Honestly. Do you think if you get reincarnated, if it's real, that you could let's get reincarnated on like a different planet of life? Oh, if there's like there, maybe it'll no, be it's like a, a bumble, like a weird alien bumblebee. Like, hanging out there. Yeah. You'll be like some underwater under a mile of so ice. So like Randy? Yeah, yeah. That was so You'll be on like Jupiter's moon or some shit, like just under the ice. 
Dude, there's another theory that everyone's the same person just in like... Oh, have you seen the... You know Korsgazak? Like, the what? Korsgazak, it's a YouTube no. channel. I will send you... Is that like the egg theory or something? like? It is the egg that, theory. Like, exactly I'll, I'll send it to you and visualize it. Video, it's yeah. amazing. But it's basically, um... Yeah, everyone's... Uh, we're all part of the same soul. We're part of the same consciousness or soul. Yeah. But we just traverse multiple lives. Through and, the and atoms yeah, that we're given. But it's like, how do you... Again, something that really can't be proven at all. Dude, or, I you, think you the best... You can't even argue for or against Yeah, it. the best part of it is, like, there is no answer. You just will never know yet. Yeah. Which it's is, like, like, that's what... That's I why I like... That's why I like life so much, is, like, thinking about shit like that and, like... I'm not sure if I need all the money in the world, but like if I could like think about shit like that, and I could eat and have shelter and be happy most of my days, uh, I'll be happy. See, I've talked to a lot of people who are like that, who just, they're not really... As driven. Driven for wealth. Yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. Like, and wealth is power, which is kind of weird. There's Oh, because I was like that until like a year or two ago. I used to be like, hey, I just want to... Do research, kind of live at university, you know. That'd be cool. Just live the chill life, right? Yeah. But I kind of went into, I did a little bit of research, I went for a research group. Yeah. And you kind of realize that you're someone's slave until you're 30. You're a cog? You're basically just, yeah, you're, you're bound to know that. You can't really do anything. What if you could be a cog, but also, like, think about the things, enjoy other things, like... But yeah, it's like, at the end of the day, so... I want mobility, right? So for me, that says I can visit my family anytime. I can visit any country I want. That'd be sick. I can go basically anywhere without thinking twice. You need money for that. And money, 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 money is basically your answer for that. There's yeah. no other way. Money is the money's power, money especially power. where we live. Power, yeah. yeah, like money is like you want to do something. If you have enough money, you could probably do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, I definitely respect that, but like. I have the same point of view on money as I did on like we're gonna keep wanting the new sports car. We're gonna keep wanting to keep wanting more money. It's like you have ten million dollars, you want a hundred. Yes. If you're a millionaire, you want to be a billionaire. If you're a billionaire, you want to be the richest person in the world. Yeah. No, there's always yeah, there's always that drive to have more. You talk about Elon a lot. So you probably respect Elon so much because he has the most money in the world. No, no, it has nothing to do with this. It's not to do for me personally. It does. I'm like this motherfucker is to me the most power in the world. That's cool. Like for I respect me, that. It's that in conjunction to the fact that I think he's genuine. Okay. And yeah, he's, he's definitely not. And like, I think he's fairly moralistic compared to most of the billionaires out there. I think Bill Gates is pretty cool. He actually wants to progress humanity. Do you have some uh, animosity yeah, towards Bill Gates? I have some reservations. You've been reading too many conspiracy theories. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, like. I don't like Jeff Bezos. That dude seems like a lizard. I, I don't like Mark Zuckerberg. That dude seems like a lizard. Bezos is a businessman, and he's he's always been a businessman. I mean, he was he was a fine. He worked in finance when he was young, and I think that's inherently part of his state currently. Yeah. And I mean, he he's just out there to do cool business. Wait, I want like, to. If you look at the dude, he doesn't really have opinions. He just wants money, and I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. He's a business. He probably will never be truly happy. But then you look at Gates, and there's a lot of. Yeah, I want to hear your. I want to hear your conspiracy theories on Gates. There's a lot of programs. I don't think he's part of some cabal of evil people. <laughs> I just. No QAnon shit for you. I you don't, don't take the QAnon pill. Nah, bro. I, I'm 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 Q. I'm, I'm publicly. I'm Q on Q. I'm Q. I'm Q. You oh you I are Q? Q. You're Q and on. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first. Exclusive interview. I with am Q. Q yeah. So I'm the guy. 
They believe some crazy. Like, if that's one end of, of the spectrum of conspiracies, I'm like in between that and believing everything the government tells me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm that's somewhere in between there. No, I think I the, the problem with Gates is there's there's it's it's like an onion. There's layers to it. But like you know, recently a lot of the Epstein tests came out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Do you think he was connected? Yeah. You think he like used the islands and shit? Oh, I don't know. It's gonna get me ultra canceled, man. Like those are like five topics in here where it's like you think like that is bad. Like you have to listen to the stuff I talk to my friends about. Really? Like this is child's play. This is oh, dude, well, fuck it. Let's get it. Freedom of speech, man. Let's use it. I mean, you just gotta give me topics. It gets pretty. Bill Gates, man. Like what? That's a topic. Uh, it's not even that bad. I mean. All right, go take pick any topic you want. Get right. All right, let's let's, let's go, with Bill Gates. Okay. Like I'll, he's a smart guy. He's he's a nerd. Right? He grew up the Microsoft dude. Yeah. The funny thing about it is his image in the 90s wasn't that good. He was... People were mad at him after the dot-com bubbleverse and all that. Yeah. I mean, as they were mad at the long time people. Rightfully so, they lost all their money. They were kind of... You could almost call it somewhat of a Ponzi scheme itself. But, um, Go deep down the rabbit hole. Come on. Yeah, okay. Get the skeletons out. I don't know where to start. <laughs> well, you don't know where to start without something crazy. But he just... <laughs> you know, he had that intuition where... You listen to someone talk and you kind of look at the way they carry themselves. And he's like a lizard or something crazy? No, 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 like... no, no, no. I don't think he's an alien. Oh, okay, okay. No, he's a normal human I being. think Zuck might be a lizard. I, I, I just don't agree with a lot of his programs and visions for humanity. He's super infatuated with the fact that we need to head towards depopulation. Depopulation? And I just, there's really no evidence to point that that should be an urgent topic of discussion. I think a much greater threat to humanity is depopulation. We, we need to have more kids. More population means more... We need more people. It means like other species are going to suffer that. Smarter people need to reproduce more. You look at the most advanced what, civilizations... Like, like euthanized dumb people? Japan, no, no. <laughs> Just reproduce more if you're smarter. Like China, Japan, even the US, I mean... We're heading towards the depopulation crisis. I mean, Japan already has said it. China's so, like, gonna in general, like some countries in the Middle East or like maybe Africa aren't smarter. Should they have less kids? Okay, so there's countries in Africa which Get have canceled. too many kids. Cancel. <laughs> there are countries in Africa which are having too many kids. Yeah. Like, but on a global scale. Well, like, it could be good for them if like China comes in and gives them jobs. Belt and Road Initiative. I don't know if that's possible. They just give people jobs. Well, dude, China's like building a ton of fucking infrastructure in Africa. They're building infrastructure. Yeah. Oh, but it's being run by Chinese people, so they're not giving them any jobs. They're basically. That's fucked. China's fighting for control, right? Yeah. And they know the U.S. has a lot of countries in their pockets. For good reason. Like, we proved ourselves, yeah. you know? Like, we proved ourselves pretty well. Yeah. Like, and Africa, I mean, Africa has been, it's been decolonized, right? It's kind of, it's economically not very advanced. It's kind of just sitting there. Yeah. It's kind of, and it has a billion people. It's huge. It's big, too. It's huge. It's very diverse. There's so many resources there. There's a lot of resources. Yeah. So for China, it's a genius perspective for them because... They can go in, they can in-depth countries, and they can say, hey, okay, this is going to be our sphere of influence. That would be a good one to have, I think. They already, they're already getting it. They have yeah. a sphere of influence. I mean, but what's even more genius, China has a sphere of influence, and Russia, for a matter of fact, and India. I thought India is, like, moving more towards America, though. Yeah, it's been very, like, they have failed to take a stance on the Russian conflict. Yeah. Which kind of concerns me. Is, is they, they have a lot of, of military equipment from Russia? 
And that's why the U.S. won't sell very much military equipment to India. They buy oil from Russia. They have a lot of imports coming from yeah, yeah, independent yeah. Russia. Because they're so close to them. It's like you don't really have a choice when it's Middle East and then China and Russia, you know? But I honestly think India might be a critical geopolitical center for the next few decades. India? Because as a billion people, the economy is booming. Yeah. And they're fairly neutral. And they don't have a fucking communist party. Like, that, that makes me so <laughs> happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. They do have a communist party. Really? They have a crap ton of parties. Yeah. They have no, I thought, like, the government in control. The current, no, BJP is not communist. Yeah. They're right right now. Which is like, alright, like, as long as you're not, like, you know, like, super authoritarianism. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, they're interesting, but the thing is, um, they're fairly neutral on a global scale. So they're finding their footing. They're finding their footing right now, you know? Exactly, and that's the thing. They're a huge geopolitical point for many countries because everyone wants them on their side. They're going to be a huge resource in a few days. I mean, they're already becoming a resource. I mean, the tech industry is booming. Yeah. There's a lot of smart people coming out of India. Yeah. And, I mean, the U.S. is benefiting from that greatly. So are you saying, like, India is going to be, like... It's going to be a huge playing field. You're like, is it going to be, like... U.S., China, India, or is it going to be like? Is it going to be, like, be India, U.S., China? Is it going to be India, China, U.S.? Like, this is the same. how much? How, how high are your hopes? How high are your hopes for India? We don't know what the combination will look like. Yeah. But that's the thing. It can go either way, and countries are going to fight over that. Over like the China land. Want, China is going to want to buy over India eventually. The U.S. wants to buy over India on their side. Dude, but India has like bad relations with China. Like. They do, but they're not as bad as the U.S. and. China. They're not as great. Oh yeah, we fucking hate China. Yeah, they they have the Tibetan conflict. They have the little yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like once a month, once a year, they'll go out and they'll fight it out in the mountains. But <laughs> they're doing it now. I've seen yeah. a video of like Chinese soldiers just fucking like shooting people Over, like hiking. Okay. Yeah, well, it's like border patrol. It's like China's like this is our land. They're mad. Like, they're mad about. Yeah. There's a dispute over like a few acres in the Himalayas. Yeah, because it's like it's a very strategic point. It's a, it's a pass. It's like a natural border. It's like exactly. that. Yeah. I think it's the lowest pass in the Himalayas, which grants access for it. Yeah. Which is like somewhat scalable because the Himalayas are extremely highly elevated. So many rivers, I read about this recently, that come out of China and then into like Thailand, Laos, and like yeah. Vietnam, where it's like owning those mountains is like they could like completely fuck over like all those countries because they it's just have the rivers. Yeah, it's extremely true. But um. Yeah, I think India in the future will be a huge point of contention for the West and the East. Why are there so many scammers in India, man? I, like, all the scam calls there are, are a lot fucking of India. Centers, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a call recently and the dude's like, oh. Is he Indian? Our record, yeah, our, our record show that you're 65 or something. Really? Oh, no, you got it wrong. It's like, I'm 64. <laughs> you can tell the guy was ticked. He somehow knew I was young. <laughs> and he just um, hung up on me. Dude, that's like, they're like, I feel like they're such a baby nation, but they've been around longer than America by like, so much longer. Yeah, I mean, they used to be extremely wealthy. They did? India, yeah, used to be the wealthiest empire. I mean... When? Oh, like, way back. No, I thought they were dominated by like, China mostly. Thousands of years. China used to be extremely rich. China was like the number one dog for like, China most of history. Be, yeah. Yeah. It was a while back. And I mean, they're kind of returning to this. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I hope they They're definitely moving in that direction. Yeah. Hey, if the Ch Chinese drop the CCP, I'm cool with them. Like, I have absolutely... <coughs> I would love that, man. 
Imagine China just becomes like Taiwan. Like Taiwan is yeah. now. We just collaborated together. That would be like we would be able to like, then, like do anything. Competition Russia and then yeah. Russia would just go away. We're just competing against Russia. Yeah. But like, a fair, if there's enough conformity and power in one central way of thinking, the whole world could be cooperating in like a hundred years. Yeah, but is that? Align with the nature of human psychology. We'll yes, because we, we would be able to like go like to a different <laughs> solar system and shit. Like, so yeah, but then it becomes a greater us versus them and shoots like you guys on Mars, like you guys on Mars. Yeah, have you seen? I've seen this one it TV show. Compared, there's a TV it's show where there's like Mars people are like prejudiced towards Earth people, yeah, yeah, and then there's people living in the like uh, in space and they're like prejudiced towards Imagine everyone. Imagine if we had different species of human, like Neanderthals coexisting with Homo sapiens. Apparently, they were for a couple thousand exactly. years. Exactly. But imagine what's... I, I have a theory. I feel like racism will be diminished because there will be greater segregation between Neanderthals and humans. There will just be more racism in different places. There will be more antagonism between the... I guess the more stark genetic boundary. Yeah, well, that's kind of... Because there will be a more obvious line. Right? Yeah. It's like, because right now races, we have more subtle genetic lines. Like, yeah, there's like genetic skin color. Like but they're not like as big ethnicity. as the ones between like, Neanderthals and humans. Yeah, because yeah, that one's like... The most obvious form of racism, I think, is like skin color because it's like very like easy to spot. Where it's like I, if I you saw, saw Neanderthal, it would be like. All my friends sent me an article that <laughs> they trained AI to look at X-rays. I think X-rays, and it could identify race really well. Really, in X-rays. Yeah, but the well, really, really good thing is they could zoom in on the X-ray and it was still really good. Like it could look at the arm and it was cracked. It would it was super accurate. Just looking at an arm, looking at like. I can tell like ethnicity, race. I know, but like so black like, or white East or like. Asian, yeah, European. Yeah. So like ethnicity, right? Like is that black. What ethnicity is? Am I wrong? Ethnicity, no. Ethnicity derives from the country you're from, right? No, I thought that's nationality. Nationality, my bad. Ethnicity derives from the genetic. I thought that ethnicity was like the scientific way of saying skin <laughs> color. Yeah, race is like more broad. Like I, I, I've, I've been, I've tried for a while to kind of like create, I guess group people into several like racial categories. I like we'd say Europeans are a pretty distinct racial category. Yeah. I guess we would say modern day white people. Yeah. Northern and then you have like the East Asians, like the Han Chinese, yeah. Japanese people, Korean yeah. people. Yeah. They're pretty distinct genetic group. Yeah. A lot of variants within them, but you can kinda of draw a circle and separate them from white people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then easily you, like yeah, yeah and then you get to Africa and you have this is the most diverse group, but it's still distinct from white people in East Asian. So I can go say like there's a black ethnicity, but it's probably like the biggest blob because there's so many, there's so much genetic yeah. diversity in Africa. Yeah. That you get this like huge mega race, I guess. Yeah. Well, like it, it starts to break down because there's more intra-racial variance than variance between some people within different races. What about like... It becomes kind of confusing. Yeah, it's like, what if it's like, these people, like how are like sub-ethnicities even made? So imagine there's like a same group of people that live in whatever country, and then like a group of people shift over to a different part of, ge like different geography, and then they'll end up looking different, and like, speaking differently, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. they'll have a different ethnicity, right? So it's like, was the difference there genetics, or was the difference there environment? Where it's they oh, obviously, there's genetic differences in me and like some other race. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm white. Yeah. Like you look at me, like there's characteristics, like even facially, 
like I have facial characteristics that like you don't see in other races because I'm white and it's yeah. like because I'm from a genetic subgroup. Is that because you grew up in a northern geography like northern Europe or your ancestors did? I mean, I didn't grow up in Europe, so I have. I don't know, but like your ancestors did probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, is it geography doing it, or well, is no, it like obviously <laughs> genetic? Right? It's part of our genes. But you're asking. Oh, and like, this goes back to what's the, what the environment the changing our genetics. Well, no, but like, so with white people, right? Yeah. Easy example. So the reason why people became white, or they weren't white before, but the reason why white people happened is because we needed to adapt to be able to synthesize vitamin D, right? Yeah. And um, initially we had this coating called melanin, right? That protects us from the sun. Yeah. And it turns out that if you have too much of that, it's very difficult to synthesize vitamin D. And vitamin D is pretty darn important to survive in. So who's gonna survive more? Lighter people. Yeah. Versus darker people, right? So eventually the people who survive in the group are lighter people who are already relatively dark. But aren't there dark people right now who are surviving just fine? Um No, that's a good question. In modern society, most people don't go out much. <laughs> so it's hard to compare. But in Africa where most of the people's skin color is most dark, people, they go out a lot. Yeah. And they're fine. Oh, well, maybe it's because I think their cancer they cancer synthesize more vitamin D, maybe. Cause I mean, yeah, they live a healthier lifestyle. I get, yeah, oh yeah, dude. I saw this one video of like a hunting tribe in like Tanzania, and they were like, they literally looked like fucking bodybuilders. Like, they yeah, they're ripped. Like, yeah. They could eat anything. Also, they're they could eat, like fucking snakes, and yeah. they'd be like, yeah, this is like my food. Like, I don't get sick. From and where's this by genetic like selection for that strength too? Yeah, like when you when you live in a tribe, like over generations, you're gonna select for stronger people. Yeah. So like you bring you have you bring a child over to America from that tribe and chances are that guy's gonna be pretty jacked if he works out a little bit. Yeah. Like he's probably gonna have a leg up over me. Yeah. <laughs> Genetic genetics works. So like physically speaking, I guess. Yeah. That should. No, it's definitely interesting stuff. But I think it's like a lot of like all right. So like let's say a lot of scientists think that humans began in the Middle East. Or they began somewhere in Africa. I'm the original theories like something in Africa. I feel like conflicting theories. That yes, I just think there's a way to really figure the it out. The main consensus theories about out of Africa, something in Africa. Yeah, so it's like. But it's still murky waters. We don't know. For sure. You would assume that everyone from where humans originated from that location, even now, would look similar or more similar to our origin species than humans that developed in changed in different parts of the geography of the world. Right? Wait, say Let me wrap my head around. So like, wouldn't somebody growing up from there and then moving to Northern Europe or East Asia, because we all originated from here, wouldn't they look different after a couple thousand years from people who are still there? Yeah, yeah of course, that's how we get. So like, isn't that like, if all humans really did come from Sub-Saharan Africa or the Middle East, wouldn't that be the formation of ethnicities and race? Yeah, I mean, we already see that as manifest, right? And that's why I think it's in geography, where it's like, depending on where you are, you're you're isolated. Well, let's say you were playing the experiment with slightly different parameters. Would Chinese people end up looking at Chinese people? Or like, would East Asians become what the modern East Asian looks like? Like everyone from, like humans began in East Asia, you're saying? No, they have the same features, let's say, we kind of replayed the experiment with slightly different studying conditions. What are the different conditions? Would the people who moved into East Asia look like the people who 
moved to East Asia nowadays. Well, if what I if they all did originate from that place and that's correct, they would. But if they didn't, then they would probably look different because we don't know. Well, if we originate originate in Africa, we're all just evolutions of that original species in Africa. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that and and the way we look currently is reflected of genetic traits which were selected for by the environment, right? So yeah. Europe, white, right? Because you need to synthesize vitamin D. Maybe, Maybe other sun. features like, I was talking to my friends about cold tolerance. Cold tolerance? Or white people, are, oh, there's a study that shows that white people have a lower body temperature than black people. Really? Yeah, it's actually, it's actually statistically significant. And it probably has to do with those few thousand, uh, few tens of thousands of years when those races became separated, right? Yeah, there was like a, a cold trade. Climate, and one evolved in a tropical climate. And there's definitely, like, why wouldn't you <laughs> expect some genetic variation? If we already look so different, why wouldn't Yeah, there's some definitely some genetic variation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, between every ethnicity. Yeah. And, like, it, between every person, there's genetic variation. Like, even you yeah, and me, you know? But the variation between the races is much more substantial than the variation between people within the races. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 it's been shown. Oh, okay. It's been shown scientifically. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> no, like, I'm much closer to some guy from France than <laughs> some dude from China. Some like, way, person. way closer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, any that white guy. That makes complete sense. I think like, almost any white guy is generally closer to me than any Asian guy or black guy. It's, I think you're right. Yeah. Unless, like, an uh, Asian person and a white person made, like, a half Asian, half white person. But even that, it's like, it's still pretty distinct. Yeah, I guess it's like... So yeah, I'm curious, at what percentage, like, does that fact become negligible comparatively to the normative population distribution? Yeah, that's a really yeah, good question, and it's really hard to figure out. It's circumstantial. Yeah. 